I know that. Oi! So it's hey. up to you. All right, well, I listen, hey, have a great day, and Just I thank you. Just eat the cream cheese the and toss the bagel. Okay, and have a great day. 567-0560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. This is your buddy from the hockey game. Oh, this is that asshole, Mitch? Oh, no. Yeah, no, I'm not interested in you, okay, asshole? Here's a guy. I wasn't even going to mention this because I don't want to dignify him. I don't want to dignify him with his comment. And see, this is one of the reasons it's so hard for me to talk about hockey, although I will for a couple minutes in a bit here about this Peter Worrell business. But this guy, we go there the very first night. Here's the beautiful arena. We go in there. It's, it's just spectacular. Rimmer comes by and says, hello, I see some of my old friends. But who's the first person that comes over is this asshole who walks up to me and says, do you know who I am? See, that's like that Barry Jackass thing in Toronto at the airport up there. As soon as somebody says, do you know who I am, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt. He's an asshole. Right. Because what does that mean, do you know who I am? No, I don't know who you are. You look like just some uh, ordinary putts to me. And it's this Mitch guy, Chronic. He stands there for ten minutes. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, you're, I'm the reason you've got ratings. Bah. And I said to him, how did I survive all those years before you showed up here? He's the reason I've got ratings. No, you're the reason i got hemorrhoids. That's what you are. I'm not interested, okay? I will not talk to you. You're a putz. You're a jackass. Nobody wants to talk to you. You're worse than Andy from Hollywood. You're worse than uh, than Greg from Boynton Beach, now Port St. Lucie, where, wherever the hell he might go. That's right. That's that's Mitch. He is the ultimate. He's the worst. The guy with the eyes is a picnic. He redeemed him. No, seriously. We can forgive the sinners. He redeemed himself on Saturday. He's a great guy. He's a sensational guy compared to you, Mitch. You're a misfit. You're a putz. You stood there for ten minutes and ba ba ba, and you know something? By the time the ten minutes was over, you still didn't say a goddamn thing. You're another guy with no life who wants who wants to play off of using this radio show to give yourself an identity. You don't need this show because with or without the show, you're still a putz. So you don't need me to have an identity. You know nothing about what you're talking about. You have nothing to contribute. And I had even said to you, if you call the show and you want to talk about, you know, like a, like a mensch and talk some hockey, that would be a breath of fresh air. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants to be a little celebrity. Oh, you know who this is? Yeah, a real asshole. Anybody going to talk hockey on his show? I'm the one that will talk it because I'm the only one in this town that pretty much knows what's going on. Outside of the people associated with the organization. And some of them don't know what's going on. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm telling you, I, I'm, you know something? Them putting that show on last night at 10.30, the, the Monday show instead of the one from yesterday, that's the greatest service that they've ever done to me over there. That's the last time I'm mentioning them, by the way. But that, because it, it just started the wheels spinning in my head, and I said to myself, what, what am I getting all bent out of shape about this for? I don't give a crap about Maddie Lesham. I don't give a crap about these people. If they call her, they don't. You know, just like last night. You know, I come in this morning, I said to George, one hell of a crowd there last night at the Pizza Lot. He says, oh, yeah, and see, he's thinking of the three or four misfits that showed up there last night. Three I'm or thinking, four, that's all there were. No, I'm talking about real, I'm talking serious misfits. Okay. Serious, besides Jeff Cohen. Serious misfits. As opposed, and then, but the overwhelming majority, which there was a hell of a lot of living and breathing young people there last night. There was one guy from U of M. U of M, no less. I couldn't believe it. I didn't think we had anybody at the U of M listening to this show. Because anybody who listens to this show knows what I think about the U of M after years and years of experience with that whole organization down there. The hurricane f***ing blow. Right. But this guy was like a bright living and breathing guy. 
I had young people coming over to me saying, hey, listen, don't ever stop uh, doing what you're doing. It's great. And don't ever let anybody muzzle you. And, you know, It was great. So that's the way I looked at it. Not that we had like three or four misfits there. Or five or six or seven or eight. Oh, you're counting Al for two? Three, I thought. Boy, is he getting big. Al, we love you, but God, are you a giant in the porno industry. Ten minutes after 11 at 5, 6... Q-A-M. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bow on the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the hockey authority, Neil God. Uh, this is Hank Hill on music. I just heard that song by Bare Naked Ladies called One Week. First off, let me just say this. Slow down. I couldn't understand almost nothing. I think you said something about Chinese chicken... And then I heard the word sushi. What the hell? Now I know why you call it one week. It took me that long to decipher the first line. Oh, I'm Hank Hill on music. Thank you. I think week was the operative word. Okay, it's 1116 at 560 WQAM on a really a neat Wednesday here as I start reorganizing and putting my life back together again. Don't forget Sam, the promotion man. He'll be in our QAM van. Be looking for it at the Hooters at Pines and University. He's got T-shirts, he's got Neil Buttons, George is Better Than Tapes Buttons, Enrique Iglesias goodies, posters, T-shirts, pictures, and maybe some old uh, stained underwear. And who knows what else he's uh, got hiding there in the truck. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Okay, maybe great. Maybe I can give you some insight into the Atkins diet, because I've been on it a couple of times in my life. Give me some insight into it? Yeah. Uh, I, I lost 65 pounds in about three and a half months back when I was in my 30s. Yes. It's called the Drinking Man's Diet then. And I'm, I've met Bob Atkins, and I just recently did it again and lost 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. and now what I do is I don't stay on the diet, but I really restrict my, my carbohydrates. I've gotten back to eating some fruits that are low in sugar. I eat a bagel, I scoop it out. I don't eat pasta. But you don't have to stay in that ketosis state and maintain your weight. Well, of course not. I'm maintaining it for about three years now. Right. So that it's uh, the SS, sir. That, those are the killers. The SS, sugar and starch, those are the killers. Yeah, but you can still take a, a small amount of it if you still keep your carbohydrates. I try to keep it down under about 80 or 90 a day. Yeah. Where I used to have 80 three, or 90? I used to have three or 400 before. 80 or 90, that's after you lose the weight. You're not going to lose any weight doing 80 no, or 90. after I lost the weight. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So that it does allow me to, I was talking about your call, I called about how he loves the bagel or something. I just scoop it out if I eat it. Uh-huh. And it's uh, and, and stop fruit juice in the morning and stop high sugar fruits and all that kind of stuff and it's uh, it's possible to enjoy everything that you want and still maintain your weight on this diet. Okay. Okay. Say hi to Bob. Okay, we'll do. Bye. Okay. Here's North Miami Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I uh, I had a chance to meet you last night at uh, Pizza Loft. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you. I think it's a great thing you're doing with Central One. Yes, I am. And I hope to run into you again at one of your places. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much. By the way, to center one number, you can uh, order your best of Neil uh, CDs and cassettes by calling them direct, if you like, 954-563-3600. 954-563-3600. I would give you the real good information about it. You can order on our website, neilgod.com. But unfortunately, and maybe he might be listening to us today, or maybe we might send a search party out. You know, I hate to knock him because he did such a great job for us putting that website on there. I mean, a stupendous job for free, Julio Benito. But he's a founder of life, and he's doing other things, and he's not doing his computer stuff anymore. But was supposed to be in touch with George these last couple of days since the first week of our campaign is basically coming to a, an end in a couple of days. 
And I would love to have that on there on our website, but unfortunately you won't find it on there on our website because we can't find Julio. Does anybody know where Julio is? No. I'm not talking about just any ordinary pedestrian Julio. I'm talking about Julio Benito. Anybody seen him? No. Anybody heard from no. him? No. Anybody can find him? No. Not a search party. No. Come on, let's go. Because that's really, uh, can you imagine how much we could be raking in? we got people listening all over the goddamn world on the audio net and people checking out the uh, website. We need to get that on there. Like, today would be good, Julio. I just mentioned that in passing. We don't want to screw up your busy life that you got a real life now. That's great. And our next appearance, by the way, will be on Saturday, October 31st, Halloween Day, at Ben and Jerry's in Aventura between 2 and 4 p.m. Oh, are they going to be picking out at Ben and Jerry's uh-huh. on that day for Halloween? Mm-mm. They're going to be doing their New York Super Fudge Chunk and their fish food and their chocolate the Cherry Garcia frozen yogurt. And I'll be watching. Here's a mobile in the Gables. Hello. Yeah, what's up, Neil? How are you doing? Okay, sir. Um, I was just, uh, I, was, I heard of something that uh, Howard Stern's getting in trouble or something. And I was wondering if you could elaborate because I haven't been able to, like, watch the news I don't know or anything, anything lately. About, I don't know anything about it. No? I just caught, like, a glimpse of it last night on the news, but whatever. A glimpse of what? What did they say? They said that he was setting up calls, calls or something, fake calls, and some of his radio stations might use it as an excuse to drop him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I thought you would know about it. I, I pay no attention to Howard. He gets a lot more... All the, all the publicity he needs and then some without my help. Oh, I know. Okay. Um, no, no, hold on. I have I'm another listening. thing. Um, talking about UM students, I'm a UM student also. I'm a law student there. And I've been listening to you forever, though. And uh, one point, uh, that guy that just called about prune juice. That's about perfect. prune juice? Yeah, that guy that was giving you his diet, how to, how to he drink. Said, he, he said prune juice? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's just a perfect elaboration of Broward. Okay, thank, ha- you, thank you so much. Okay, we have two open lines in date one in Broward. 5670560, pound 560 on the uh, mobile one line. So the National Hockey League is reviewing the racial incident. Here's a big story by David J. Neal, of all people, who tends to be a little dark-complected himself. And it's interesting because he doesn't put, like, a, a defensive spin on this. This is a guy who wears his Afrikaner uh, uniform and his Hussad Shako to all the uh, Panther games to cover them for the Herald. But evidently isn't quite as militant and some, as some might be because he kind of, from his perspective in here, says this is uh, much ado about nothing. And uh, maybe I'm reading into it, okay? But at any rate, it says the NHL has interviewed all participants in Friday's alleged racial incident involving Panthers forward Peter Worrell and Tampa Bay Darcy Tucker and Sandy McCarthy, but doesn't expect to reach a decision today. Uh, when I, what I told them, they asked uh, Worrell, what I told them is what I knew, which is nothing, said Worrell, a 21-year-old black Canadian. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. I don't know exactly what happened. Hear no evil? Say, he don't know. He didn't hear nothing. He's not the one that's all bent out of shape about it. And the Panthers didn't videotape the game, but Tampa Bay did. The Panthers said they wanted a copy to send to Colin Campbell, the NHL's disciplines are, to review the attack on Florida's Rob Niedermeyer by Tampa's Andre Nazarov. Nazarov. Tampa sent the tape, although a source says the tape is foggy during the third period. It's a little on the foggy side. But it goes on to say, from the press box at the top of the 8,000-seat Jacksonville Coliseum, and this is David J. Neal writing this. It appeared that after Nazarov jumped Niedermeyer with a series of cross-checks and punches to the back of the head, a pileup ensued against the far boards in the Florida zone. Meanwhile, at the bench, Worrell and McCarthy began jawing at each other. Sandy McCarthy, by the way, being the goon of Tampa Bay, who used to play for Calgary. The argument continued, and they were given each ten misconduct. Tucker was already in the Tampa Bay box. As Worrell and McCarthy continued their debate, Tucker put each of his hands under the same armpit. 
like this, under the same side armpit, which I don't know if it says side armpit. Do you have armpits anywhere than on your side? I don't think. Like this. It goes on to say the gesture was read by Brian Murray to be a taunt of Worrell as an ape-like creature, but says David J. Neal from the press box, it also resembled a child indicating arrival as chicken. Isn't that what people usually do like that? Like that? That means chicken. It doesn't mean ape-like. Wait till you hear the rest of this. I think maybe BM is losing it. He should get a little bit carried away. Which it says, uh, it's a childlike indication that arrival is chicken, which is how the Lightning later said they felt about Rell not fighting. Tucker also stuck an index finger in his mouth repeatedly, which Murray thought was making fun of Rell as a banana-eating ape. Now keep in mind, this isn't the Tampa Bay guys saying this. This is Brian Murray's interpretation of the events that took place on the ice up there in Jacksonville. He thought it was making fun of Worrell as a banana-eating ape. So they're doing like this, like chicken, because you won't fight the big guy. And like uh, like that, like meaning choke is what I would interpret it to be. But Brian Murray says uh, it's uh, making fun of him as a banana-eating ape. Lightning General Manager Phil Esposito, who's a real asshole, by the way, called the incident an attempted gamesmanship by the Panthers. This is typical Panthers bull, he said. They're trying to get us off our game because we're playing them in the opener Friday night. So it's Brian Murray who's saying all of these things. That it's a racial incident. I mean, that line, I, I can't believe that anybody would say that. Tucker also stuck an index finger in his mouth repeatedly, which Murray thought was making fun of Worrell as a banana-eating ape. If I went like, ah, uh, uh, well, <coughs> to you, would you think that I'm saying that you're a banana-eating ape? No. Is that the message there? No. If but, you did it? Oh, yeah, that's true. Banana-eater. On the I banana eater, I'm sorry. Something else. Okay. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Morning, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? This Great. Morning? You know, if anybody knows about hockey, it's you. You're the man. I'm the maven. You're the man. Hey, uh, I'm going to get off that subject. Uh, you remember that... Uh, Quickly. Okay, it's a Vegas deal with Bob Link, I think it was. Bob Lincoln, yeah. Yeah. The missing Link? Yeah, yeah. Don't call him a banana-eating ape just because he's the missing Link. Because he didn't pay for the gas. We got stuck in the airport. Oh, I remember. I know I the whole remember. deal. Are you planning another deal with him, or I'm not. I'm not planning another one of those deals with him, with anybody, uh, any time in uh, my lifetime. No chance. Okay, I got another question for that, you. Th those two, those three trips we did to Vegas. In fact, I should be put away for the fact that I did a second one, and then to do a third one with that Rocky Renteria, whatever the hell her name was. I mean, uh, I must have been out of my mind, off my rocker. Well, once we got off the plane, we had a hell of a time. Yeah, once we finally got there, it was sensational, right? God, I remember that. Uh, do you think that we have a chance to legalize gambling with any one of these candidates that's uh, no. for governor? No. No. One of them? No. 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 No chance. No chance at no. all, huh? Well, we got to find somebody, then. Okay, good luck to you, pal. See you in Vegas. That's uh, going to find... Not going to happen, man. This is like the guy that called me before about Jeb Bush. I know it's depressing. It's something you don't want to accept. It is not going to happen. Read my lip, okay? The one that doesn't have a little cold sore on it. Read my lip. Oh, yeah, it's a cold sore. We're not going to get no casino gambling in this state because it's a backwater state that's run by a bunch of Bible-thumping rednecks and by a bunch of old farts who don't want us to interrupt their uh, the stranglehold they have on this town. That was one of the great parts of our appearance at Pizza Loft last night. The median age was, I would say, about like 25 or 30, the people that showed up there. Did we have hardly any old farts there last night? No. Unlike maybe a couple. Living and breathing people under the age of 100. Oh. I said, this is great. These are the people I want to talk to. Not the old people that got 40 pounds of cotton batten between their cheeks. Rectum. Whichever cheeks it might be. 
Forget about that. I wasted my time with that for uh, five million years. I Neil, I had blue lips. Can Dr. Dunn help me with my blue lips? It's 11.20. Like I said, don't take no lip from anybody. That's my philosophy on this show. 11... QAM. I killed Nicole. 32 at 560 WQM. We got Hank from uh, Shula State 2 at... Yeah, these people, like that guy you're telling me about, I, I gotta, we got to get those people on the air. The old crusty fart, the one that's uh, getting the injunction, and the little judge with a mustache and the wrinkly hair. Yeah, that's right. To get me off the air. I love that. I love those people, just like that Christian lady that called a few days ago. Those are my favorite callers of all time. Those are the best. Because when you stop and you listen to those people, you realize that they're certifiable, that they need to be in a rubber room someplace. It's like the dog that sits out there baying at the moon, howling and screaming, hoping that he can make the moon go away. Instead of like just uh, diddling around, sticking his tail up in the air and walking in the other direction and going on with his life, he sits there screaming at the old moon, hoping it'll go away. And I'm not going anywhere. So find something else. Find another occupation. Go read the Bible. Go hand out Bibles to dying people in hospitals. Go out there and spread the word. Go to the jungles of Africa, the deepest, darkest jungles of Bangladesh, and hand the people out there the, the good book to get them the word so you can save them before it's too late. Do something constructive, just like I told that damn uh, Christian bitch, who, by the way, I think did try taking it up the... Rectum. ...and is having a good time, which is why we didn't hear from her anymore. And she made promo. Oh. There you go. You, too, can make promo if you're as entertaining as she was. That's right. Woo! Yeah, that was my favorite. Oh, oh. Yeah, in fact, that's what she said when she... Rectum. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. But you notice she said it with kind of like a uh, an enjoyable sound there. Like, oh, that hurts so good. You know, that kind of thing. So I think she's going to be doing a lot of that. And if you keep doing that, sweetheart, you'll be burning that lake of fire. Oy. Make no mistake about that. See, it's very simple. There's a philosophy. In fact, we're going to get the, the button guy came by, by the way. Our button guy. What's his name? Jeff. Jeff. I haven't seen he him in so long. Graphic. He's a great guy, Jeff, our button man. He made up some great buttons, which have the picture of the uh, front of the cover of our uh, best of CDs. With the little center one uh, heart logo with the one inside. We need him to make up some buttons that say D-N-H. I'm starting a new religion. We're going to make bumper stickers and buttons. You know how they have the little fish? We'll do our own. It says D-N-H. That's my religion. Oh, seriously. You've heard of DNA, which, of course, is the fiber of which all life is made. D-N-H means do no harm. That's it. Very simple. That's all you need. doesn't cost you any money to join. You don't have to believe in any saviors, any uh, supernatural uh, people, any uh, creatures, any little goblins from Mars. Do no harm. That's it. Very simple. Now let's move on with life. And stop arguing about a bunch of bullcrap. See, you're not going to heaven, you're not going to hell. There's no such thing as life after death. Take, take the flower. Take that little seed and take that flower and you watch it germinate and you watch it, uh, you know, grow. It blooms and it blossoms and it grows into a beautiful thing. And then it starts like a wilting a little bit. And then it starts getting older and decaying and rotting. And then it dies. It dies? It dies. Die, Diana, it dies. And that's, uh, you know, that's a microcosm of what the life of all living things on Earth is. Some things have long lifespans. Some things have short lifespans. That's it. That's what it's all about. Anybody tells you you're going to be up there in uh, heaven uh, diddling with the angels up there, I got news for you. Maybe Tim Salmon and uh, Jim, uh, uh, what's his name, Edmonds are going to be up there. Those are the only angels you'll be running into. And may, not J.T. Snow, he's playing for the Giants now, okay? No angels. 
Nobody playing little harps and nobody sitting there going, Oh, God, you're good. Oh, God, for the rest of the eternity. I mean, eternity is a long time. They keep threatening you with this hell thing where you're going to burn in a lake of fire for eternity. I mean, this alternative don't sound that good to me either. Praising God for all eternity. Oh, God, you're good. You're good already. You're good. You believe me? You're good. You're good. Let's do something else. No, you're good. Forever. Let's have lunch. No, you're good. You're good. Don't stop now. Just keep doing it. It's all a bunch of crap. So knowing, of course, that people have this tremendous fear of death, we come up with all these bubble mice, all these fairy tales. And then we charge them a lot of money. We make it into a big business. And then we use it as a big, you know, as a way to uh, justify bigotry and pit one group against the other and kill a lot of people who refuse to come into our, I believe, our bubble mices. And this has been going on like the guy who called before about an hour ago. Like he said, since the beginning of recorded time, since they invented the first goddamn stupid religion, this is what's been going on. You don't need this. Do no harm. You don't hurt anybody. You don't take anybody's property. You don't hurt anybody's person. That's it. That's all very simple. Do we need anything else? No. I mean, if you can do some good things along the way, that's fine, but that's your prerogative. If you just want to be a schmuck who just goes through life, fine, just don't do any harm. That's the religion. And if everybody in the world would abide by my religion, which I just articulated to you for the 10 million time, we'd have no wars, we'd have no uh, persecution, we'd have no hatred. Everybody would just do their thing. And look at all of the resources we would have. I mean, we can't even get the tax money from these fakers. Look at all the resources that are being wasted on this bullcrap to subsidize fakers and uh, snake oil salesmen. That we could feed all the starving people in the world and educate the people and do something about the Planned Parenthood and have like, uh, you know, not five billion people crawling around on the face of the earth and two and a half billion of them starving to death. What a concept, huh? What a concept. Oh, my God. Right, exactly. Do no harm. Seriously, I'm, we ought to have uh, cards and, and uh, buttons and uh, bumper stickers made up with that. Instead of these stupid little troglodytes with the fish on their car. I'll, give me a break with that crap already, will you? Speaking of troglodytes, Jeff Cohen just came in. Don't bring any of that in here because I'm eating lunch at Mommy's today, okay? Usually it's Tuesday. This week it's Wednesday because I was at the loft last night. So don't be bringing no food in here, Mr. Food Pusher. Mr. A penny p a p a p a Pusher. So how'd you wind up doing last night? QAM. I can have an orgasm just driving down I-95. Ow! What I got here is a new dance. Some people call it a barn dance. I call it a dirty square dance. Up with the petticoat, down with the pants. In with the beggar, everybody dance. Rags on up against the walls, guys with a heart on promenade the halls. Girls grab your partners firmly by the balls, drag them down the length of the halls. Make them holler, make them shout, put your pretty ass up against his snout. Mm -hmm. First lady goes, second lady pass, third lady finger up the fourth guy's ass. Finger out, promenade the halls, now release the poor guy's balls. Down with the petticoat, up with the pants, this is the end of the dirty square dance. Dosey dough, I reckon, I'm tired now. I think I'm gonna go grab me some french fried potatoes.
560 WQM. Just another spy report. The chronic, uh, the old fart. Call George again off the air. I wish we could get him on the air. We ought to, like, break into the middle of a commercial break. Just read the Herald tomorrow. Just read the Herald tomorrow. They're going to report that he's dying of AIDS, that fag. That's uh, news to us. Because we know that I'm losing a lot of weight. Okay, yeah, right. I only wish I was losing a lot of weight. Let's go to uh, Boca. Hello. Hey, Bo. Hey, this is Boca. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Great. Good news. My brother is getting married, and the whole wedding party is going to Vegas for the honeymoon. Oh! Great. Oh, man, are we going to have a good time. Look yes, at sir. I've been there, but I, I can't wait to go back, and we're just going to uh, just live and breathe amongst some uh, happening people. And People uh, having a good time. People with big smiles on their puss having a great time. That's right. Walking around in the middle of the night, not worrying. Right. So I can't wait. And uh, I just wanted to say that um, no matter what they do to you down here, as far as give you a hard time, you've got a tremendous amount of people. I'm out on the road all the time, and in... And you've got more listeners than you can imagine. Than I can shake my thing at. Yeah, and we all enjoy it, and uh, just wanted to give you my support. And have a great time, pal. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, you see what got that old guy, that old codger, fired up again. You notice he's pissed off and fired up, the timing of it, after I went through my very common sense thing. And this gets them psychotic. You can't say that. It makes too much sense. That's what he's really saying. You can't say those things because it's too simplistic, and it messes up our plans. Remember what Tessio said in Godfather 1? That screws up all my plans. Can't go, Sally. And that's what this guy's all bent out of shape about because it's very simple. You don't need all these fairy tales. You don't need to charge you somebody uh, a bunch of money to rip you off uh, so that you're going to wind up going to heaven or all this other bullcrap and get saved from some evil, destructive, hateful God that wants you to burn and uh, suffer, etc. and so on for the rest for eternity which is one of the sickest concepts that anybody, any rational, I mean rational, are we talking rational? No. Any person could come up with. People in the people in the jungles, oh, we got to get them the word, because if they don't get the word in time, they're going to wind up in hell. Well, did they have any choice? No, but don't confuse us with the facts. Do no harm, period. And leave people alone and stop being so hateful and obnoxious and judgmental and bigoted. That's what we're asking. Is it going to happen? No. Of course not. Just like in Northern Ireland, every part of the world that you look at, most of the strife, most of the conflict that's going on today and through the ages and from now until the goddamn planet is uh, blown up, is because of bullcrap. Because people want to be sheep. They want to be led down the garden path with a bunch of horse crap. They want to walk around with those stupid beanies on their heads. And they want to walk around and, and worship a guy with a dress on. Because the number of people in this world, especially in this country, who want to think for themselves, you can put on a thimble and have room for that fat-ass old fart that keeps calling you, have room for him left over in there, which would be a good place for him. We could call him Thimbalina. So just keep getting all bent out of shape and upset because, boy, that's your revolutionary. Do no harm. Just leave people alone. Just don't mess with their property. Don't mess with their uh, person. I mean, we'll, we'll draw the line at insects. Self-defense and insects. A wild animal comes into your home, kill it. Okay, even Bob Barker, I think, might go along with that one. Cockroaches and mosquitoes, well, oh, too bad. See you later. Send them to Skeeter Heaven. But other than that, any other higher life form than once we get above the insects, have some respect for it. Leave it alone. Do no harm. That's it. I ought to be on goddamn international TV on CNN right now instead of these stupid bitches on there talking economy, which they know nothing about. I ought to be on there right now. Preaching a good word. The simple word. Ten minutes, that's all they should give me. Ten minutes on there. And I'll tell them what real life is all about. Do no frickin' harm. DNFH.
Can't put the F in there because then Maddie will get upset. Oh, sorry. We're going to talk about him again. DNH. So basically, and I'd like one person, by the way, I challenge you, and I know you won't be able to do it. I've, I challenge one person, one of your religious out there, to call me and tell me why that's wrong. To tell me what's wrong with that is a philosophy for life for all living and breathing people all over this planet that we couldn't survive a hell of a lot better and make this a goddamn, instead of an outdoor insane asylum, make it into a real paradise where people can actually be happy and, and, and be fed and live a lot. Instead of the, the madness that goes on here, people with the guns, the gun nuts, and the shooting, and the killing, and the people who's uh, making babies like rabbits and their kids are walking around, two-year-old kids wandering around in the middle of the street. These are all the news stories we got. Because mommy and daddy are busy doing a drug deal or whatever the hell mommy and daddy are busy in doing. If there is a mommy and a daddy, which in America now, maybe there's a mommy, maybe there's a daddy, maybe there's not either one of them. I mean, if Jody Foster's having a baby, God only knows what's going to happen next. Huh? Maybe Steve Young's going to have a baby. Not his wife, you know, just him. Maybe Steve's going to have a baby. Because that's what America's all about. Madness. I'm not the crazy one. You people are pulling this crap. You're the crazy one. You're out of your mind. Believing that this is the way that supposedly civilized people are supposed to live. Kids being thrown into dumpsters, into pizza ovens. Just like that bitch on that, uh, that, that old bag of the condiment. Oh, yeah. When they tell her there's a, there's a body in the dumpster in the back of her building. Oh, yeah. We're playing bridge. We're playing mahjong. But don't you understand there's a dead... Oh, yeah. There's a dead body rotting in your dumpster. Lady. Oh, yeah. Well, we're in the middle of a mahjong game over here. Wow. Excuse us for interrupting your mahjong. We'll come back when you're done, okay? Call us when you're done. Give us the name of the winner. We'll put it on the goddamn TV. And then maybe you want to take a look at, you know, get your gas mask out and take a look at his dead body back here and see what's going on. Oh, yeah. Please talk about Sam and Chris before he calls me again. Again. Meaning what? That they're, uh, they're dying over there, speaking of dying over here. Over at the Hooters. So what, what do you want from me? Maybe nobody wants any of this stuff. Maybe nobody's listening. I don't know. Uh, Sam and the uh, gang are over there in the uh, QAM van at Hooters on Pines and University Drive. And they got the QAM T-shirts and Neil buttons and George's Better Than Tapes buttons and Enrique uh, goodies, posters, T-shirts, and pictures. Now maybe that they're there and people know that they're there, maybe now people make the effort to go over there or if they're in the area, go by and see them. So Sam feels like he's doing something worthwhile today. I mean, they got free stuff for you over there, Okay. So stop by and make Sam feel like we're doing something useful and worthwhile and like we really have an audience out there, even if we don't. We don't know. Do we have any idea if we still have an audience? No. Of course not. We had a lot of people show up last night. They all claim that they listen. Do we know if they're listening? No. No, they just wanted to be nice. Here's a lady in Sunrise. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Good morning, Neil. This is Jenny. Yes, Jenny. And we were at the uh, Center One Benefit last night. Great. And uh, I don't know if you remember me and Adam. He had an Elmo T-shirt on. and um, Anyway. Yes. Um, I tell you, you have no idea how, how touched you were that you were doing this. And uh, um, it just, you know, really touched our heart. But also, what I first want to say, we want to become the first official members of your DNH. Great. Oh! Yes. We're, we're on there. <laughs> um, well, you're in. That's how easy it was. You're in. It won't cost <laughs> you a dime. There's no dues. You don't have to put a, uh, a schmata on your head. You don't have to do any mumbo-jumbo. You don't have to buy any books. You're in. Yeah, th this is excellent because you're very important to be on the radio because a lot of people, it's that lemmy mentality, you know? Yeah. And uh, 
people, they, they just need to know it. You know, you can think for all yourself. All the killing, all the suffering, yeah. all the hate, all the misery based on people arguing about a bunch of fairy tales and yep. stuff that we'll never have the answers to. Instead of saying, well, we're here, we know that. Why can't we just do no harm, get along, uh, be yeah. civilized, and that's it, and then move on from there? That's pretty simple. You let's, know, try to sell, let's try to feed the people that are starving to death. Let's try to, uh, you know, discourage people from making unwanted babies. Let's start to, uh, doing things that make some sense. And are these people willing to do it? No. No, they're running around uh, worshiping a guy that wears a dress. And, you know, something that's funny, when we got home, we got, I also got something in the mail, and right on the envelope, it looks like handwritten, but it's not. It says, Jesus is going to be passing your home close to where you will be sleeping tonight. Wow. Get ready. Woo! <laughs> so I open it up, and it has all this funny stuff, and of course there's an area there to send, oh, it's, it's called sowing on this one, for sending money, sowing seeds. Oh, yeah, you have to sow it, yeah. <laughs> Get the needles out. Yeah, so it was quite entertaining. And got a little purple and gold uh, prayer thing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I'd shotgun it real fast if I were you. <laughs> I got it quite tickled us, I'll have to say. But again, you know, it was it was so good to see you. And uh, Center One, um, Adam had, uh, as we had told you, a partner named Neil also who they helped him in their in their early days. Carol was very instrumental in that too. Great. And uh, it just really cut. We met up with her on the way out. And uh, Adam spoke with her for a while. Great. Okay, good hearing from you, Excellent. Jenny. Excellent. Uh, we'll keep listening. Thanks and a lot. Keep thinking straight. And bless you. Okay. <laughs> okay, bless you, my child. Okay, we got two members in. Anybody else joining? No. Okay, that's three of us. Two open lines in Dade, one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. I'm waiting for the first. Instead of all the hate and spewing into Georgia's here, let's hear some good Christian out there, or some good Orthodox Jew, or some Muslim, or some Buddhist or some other religious nutcase, call in here and tell me why I'm wrong. What do we need all these organizations and all these institutions and this massive, massive waste of the human resources to, to subsidize corrupt, crooked bullcrap? What do we need that for? Why do we need mumbo-jumbo? Why can't we just use a little bit of common sense? Even the dumbest of the dumb have got just a little teeny-tiny common sense. i got a little teeny-tiny common sense. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm about to start your tone. Um, when you when you bake a baked potato and you cut. Uh huh. Okay. We have an open line in Broward five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. We're not talking about baked potatoes and the Atkins diet, okay? I don't know who started this crap with the Atkins diet today. All right. I'm the one who, like, uh, reinvented the Atkins diet after he put the book back out. I'm the one who made him a millionaire again. The Atkins diet works. It's great. If you want to do it fine, if you can stay on it, that's great. It's a way of life. It's not a diet. If you can't do it like me, then uh, you're fat. That's it. Nothing complicated. We don't want to hear about it. It's boring. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I, I, just, I, I couldn't agree with you more about the do-no-harm concept. And, and I want to take it literally to one point. When you start talking about animals and all of that, if you had, and don't hang up on me, please, if you had a cat that was yowling and yowling and keeping you awake all of the time, and you had an opportunity to do away with the cat, would you? For real, or you want to make a yeah, joke? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not making a joke. I'm just no, saying, of course not. Of course I wouldn't do that. Well, what if what if it disturbed your sleep and you never had an opportunity to sleep? I, I I'd make sure I got it out of there. I'd get rid of it. I'd make sure that uh, wherever it was, I'd uh, find it uh, another home. What if the only opportunity was... Have a great day, pal. What if, what if, what if? What if chicken's peeds are okay? Would your driveway be wet? Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. What if, what if, what if? You're just a moron. You're just a bozo, pal. 
very simple, but you want to make it complicated, okay? So forget about the animals. Forget about them, all right? Because why the hell? Do... Forget about the insects and the animals. Let's try to stick with human beings right now, which, quite frankly, I'm not sure if you qualify. Let's try to stick with human beings with a, with a brain. Human brings. Remember Bobby Breen? Good God Almighty. I said if anybody wants to refute it and explain it rationally, got something legitimate, not some jerkball out there with a goddamn dead cat, okay? If you got a pussy problem, pal, this is the wrong show for it. Call Dr. Laura. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. It's 1156 on at 2. We got uh, Book Shambi at 6, and then we got the... Jim. They got anybody over there with Sam and uh, Sham and the nephew? Or they got anybody over at Hooters or not? He hasn't called back. So hasn't called back. Maybe we got some people over there, okay? Sam is over there. He wants to give you some crap, okay? Sam is the expert. Hooters on Pines and University Drive. They got a whole bunch of QAM stuff, such as it is. I mean, we don't have a lot of good stuff. We got uh, QAM T-shirts. We got Neil buttons. We got George's better than tapes buttons. Enrique Iglesias posters, T-shirts, pictures, a bunch of stuff. What the hell's wrong with these people? Huh? They, oh, they don't want to see Sam. Come on, get over there before they change their mind and turn around and go back. And Sam starts saying, "Oh, there ain't nobody listening to that goddamn show." Now you're probably right, Sam. We have an open line of day. DNH, baby. Anybody else out there want to join? No. Do no harm. That's our new religion we're starting right here. Going to put all these other bastards out of business because it doesn't cost you a dime. You don't have to really think a hell of a whole lot. More than about two minutes about it. Makes sense to me. And this guy out there with his damn pussy problem out there in his driveway or whatever. Like I said, call Dr. Laura. Call Irene Casorla. Call up Monica. Get out of my face. Everything's a big goddamn joke. Here's South Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Oh, God. You're the best. Yes, I am. Um, thank, oh, sh a couple things I want to talk Neil, to you about. Neil, God! Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I want to join, man. It sounds great. Oh, you remember number three. All right, there you go. Oh! I think. I don't know if you're qualified. You remember number three. Well, you're number one. Yeah. The other two people were number... Mm -hmm. And I'm doing number <laughs> one and two right now. <laughs> yeah. I almost... Speaking of number one, I almost did that when I heard the guy from the uh, Contour Day Spot do a spot. Oh, man. The what guy? Contour Day Spa. Like he's hollering as loud as possible. You mean Joe Rose? <laughs> Joe always hollers his spot. Oh, man. I, was, I always ask George. In oh, fact, it's God, funny. Because I always say, how come Joe Rose is hollering during this spot? When he does his live spots, he hollers. And then when he does his recorded spots, he's hollering. I like the wee-wee. Yeah, that's be, the problem, I think. Too around, much wee-wee with Joe. Maybe, you're, maybe he's around too many deaf people or something like that. That could be you it. You think so? You can kiss my rear end. We'll pass, you. We'll pass. Okay, pal, have a great day. Go sober up. We have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. DNH, the greatest threat to all these faker religions out there, all these phony balonies with their hate literature and their bullcrap and their propaganda and their lies. That's what they do better than anybody, like that Ernest Ainsley and like that goddamn phony. What the hell's his name? The uh, Benny Hanna Hin. That's right. Benny Hanna Hin sounds fishy to me, mister. And he's on it. And he even came on that CNN show and just about admitted that it's all, most of it's a bunch of fakery, which we know it's all a bunch of fakery. All these people, he doesn't even touch him yet. Ah, they're already passing out. They're grabbing him. They're falling on the floor. And then they say, Long me 50 and I'll come back and do it again. And people are sending this faker money. This is terrifying. This is unbelievable. This is even worse than Jerry Springer, if that's possible. That these people go on there, they get all this tax-exempt status, they put the little number at the bottom of the screen, they raise all the money they want, they become good, obedient, right-wing Republicans, and they propagandize all day long, 24 hours a day. They twist and manipulate the news for fun and profit. They brainwash the uneducated masses out there. 
and they're making tax-free millions while people are running, are starving. We got the, the, the fall is here already. Before you know, it's going to be colder than hell up north in another month or so, another couple of days maybe. People are going to be out there, the homeless are going to be freezing to death, starving to death. And we got assholes in this country sending millions and millions and millions of tax-free dollars to a bunch of quacks, a bunch of fakers out there. And you tell me that this country has uh, got some degree of maturity, of sanity. We got this charade going on up there. Here's Wolfgang Blitzer, Blitzkrieg again on CNN, investigating the president. And that Nazi Trent Lotz got the balls to come up there yesterday and accuse Clinton and the Democrats. Well, you know, this is all just a masquerade. This is just all a sideshow to try to deflect attention away from uh, the investigation. Like it was Clinton who invented all the problems in the world. It was Clinton's fault that we got this global economic crisis that they're toppling like a bunch of goddamn dominoes, the economies all over the world. It's Clinton's fault that goddamn Saddam is over there building goddamn nuclear weapons. Not George Bush's fault who didn't finish the job back during the Gulf War. It's Clinton's fault that they're killing each other in the Middle East, even though we got Madeleine Albright over there again. They're shaking hands and they're shaking it and rocking back and forth like Leo Mazzotti in the uh, Braves dugout. That's right. It's all a diversion. He, isn't it amazing how much power this guy has got that he invented all these crises just to deflect attention from the important stuff, which is the president diddled around and got a few blowjobs from this uh, bimbo. That's the important stuff we ought to be focusing our attention on. And thank God there's no partisan politics involved in that. Trent Lott, you Nazi bastard, you prick. We have an open line in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello? Uh, you know, you are a terrible example for the youth of America. Well, you know something? The youth of America ain't listening to this show because we're on here in Miami. You're the same asshole that called yesterday. Give me the same song and a dance. you got a real boring voice. you got a personality like a dead frog. Blow it out your ass. I'm a terrible example for them. Let me say it again. The youth of America, the ones who are in this market and showed up at the pizza loft last night, who've been listening to me for years and years, they all grew up to be very normal, thank you, very healthy, very productive, very decent people with wives and kids and families, productive, working, they got houses. How do you like that? How did they manage to survive that if I'm such an evil, no good, and why the hell are you listening anyway, you idiotic bastard, you, and calling every day to give us a song and a dance? If you don't like the show, find something else to do. Stop baying at the moon like a goddamn rabid dog. Because just like the moon, I'm not going away, okay? I'll be here today, I'll be here tomorrow, I'll be here for a little while on Friday. And that's the way it is, whether you like it or not, okay? So stop baying at the old... cock Right. You jackass. With your real boring voice. You sound like a guy... You sound like... Like Sandy Payton in drag. Oh, she's not in drag? It's for real? It's something that makes so much goddamn sense that it terrifies some of these bastards so they have to attack me because they can't debate it. They can't argue it. Oh, what you're saying makes no sense at all. Of course it does. It makes all the sense in the world. And you can't refute it and you can't debate it because you're too stupid to debate it. Because you're unwilling to think. You're unwilling to use your brain that separates you from those stupid insects I was talking about before. And that cat that's howling out in the goddamn backyard, that stupid cat. Oh, come on, cut it out. 1208, hello? Hey, Neil. Yes, sir? Hey, uh, first of all, I want to wish you a happy Cholomoid. A what? A happy Cholomoid. This was yesterday, and it's still going on as Oy. we speak. Oh, and big deal. Did you sniff my estrogen? I'll stick with the DNH, okay? I don't want any of these bubble mices. Uh, you, you, didn't stick, you didn't sniff my estrogen today? No, I didn't sniff your anything today, no. And how come Leo Mazzoni's always... Okay. Okay, we have an open line in Broward and two in day. There's another crazy old Jew. Just go over there and dive in at the wall, okay? Just go wail on it. 
Five six seven oh five sixty. Probably going to be running off with your accountant pretty soon. Probably David's boyfriend. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a lady in Dania. Hello. Hi. Yes, ma'am. I want to join your DNH. All right. Here's number five. Oh! DNH. And you know the Christians are afraid they're going to go to hell if they don't donate or they don't go to church and all that. They got them scared to death. What a, now, who in their right mind, how come they don't stop and think about this? Who would want to believe in any religion where there's a God that people invented who is so sadistic, so twisted, that if you don't believe a bunch of ridiculous, ludicrous things that nobody sane would believe in the first place, that you're going to wind up burning in hell for uh, eternity? I, isn't, isn't that a pleasant thought? They scare them. Anyway, can I tell you a dirty joke on the air? No. Okay. The other thing, stop your sugar. The sugar puts on so much weight, it's terrible. And I call Trent, Trent Lock Trench Mouth. Mm-hmm. I got names for them, and I'm sending them postcards like mad. I hope he elopes with John Ford. Okay, sweetheart, okay. have a great day. Thanks. Okay. We have an open line in uh, Broward, one in Dade. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. SS, baby doesn't stand for secret service, not the secret police. It stands for sugar and starch. And just like the original, like Hitler's SS, same thing. They're killers. They'll kill you. Killer carbohydrates. That's what I should be doing. I shouldn't be wasting my time sitting here talking to a bunch of people that have no response to this because uh, it makes too much sense for them. I should be out there peddling the damn Atkins thing. Then it might, maybe it would motivate me to stick with it and lose about 50 pounds and look like a human being and get my health back again. That's what I ought to be doing, right? Oh! You bet your sweet ass. I'm calling up Bob Atkins this afternoon. I'm going to say, Bob, I want to go out there and spread the goddamn word. I want to go out there and spread it. Loan me Loan me $50. million dollars. Here's Miami. Hello. You ain't nothing, Bob. Bob, Bob. Yeah, okay. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Y'all come back. He's got one finger in his right nostril, the other finger in his... Rectum. And having a good old time. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Oh, that was Buddy McKay. No wonder we got no chance. Here's a mobile in Cooper City. Hello. Gazine Gazook. Hello, Neil. What is it? Gazine Gazook. Means what? Uh, how you doing? What What does that mean? What What is that? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I think it's similar to Vosmakstak Gazook. Uh-huh. Is that close? No, I have no idea. Anyway, Neil. What can we do for you today, sir? Start speaking a, English. Four and a half years, 40-some million dollars, consensual sex. Uh-huh. And they were to impeach this guy. Yeah. I can't believe it. Okay, well, thank you. We have an open line at Broward 1 and Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Thanks for the great Z material, sir. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Neil, you got to give me a fax number because i got to fax this letter to you from this, quote-unquote, this little quaint 47-year-old church out in Arkansas. I got a letter, and it's from Jesus. Sometime in the next week, they can't give me an exact date because I'm sure he's got a busy schedule. Yeah. I couldn't, I was appalled by this mail out. Sometime in the next week, Jesus will be passing by my house. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, and that's I'm the such... same line. We had a call earlier in the show, a lady who was at the pizza loft last night. They got home, and there was the letter in their box. It takes the cake. Yeah. Sometime in the next week, he's going to be passing by my house. Okay, well, the fax is 305 650 uh-huh. Oh, one, nine, eight. Uh, but listen to this. Now, I got to take inside this letter, there's another letter. Okay? I have to take the letter, and I cannot open it. And under any circumstances, I must not open this letter mm -hmm. until I check A, 
box A, B, C, or D, which is $5, $10, $20, or other. Well, that's the price you pay for, for opening the envelope, right. Right. Now, I got it, and it says, before you do anything, do not, under any circumstances, open this second letter, because I got to sleep on it overnight, and I cannot open it until sunset yeah. tomorrow. So what are the other letters saying? So the other, oh, I got to send them a check for $5, $10, $20, or other. And then I got to put in there what they want me to pray for. When I'm on the, I can't understand that, how That's the, what the second letter says. Yeah, the first letter. So if so I what mail, does the second letter say that you just said you're not supposed to open? Okay, I open it up, of course. And what does it, it say? It Why says, are you having so much trouble communicating here, sir? It says that I have to. I have to pray to them what they want me to pray for, and my prayers will be answered. But how can I mail a letter to this 47-year-old church today, and they're going to have it and pray for me by sun sunset tomorrow? To open it up. But when you open it up, FedEx overnight mail. <laughs> but when you okay, open it up, okay, fax it to me six five zero zero one nine eight. Thank you. We have an open line in Brown. Why was it so difficult to squeeze out of him the uh, answer? Huh? I think maybe they've got they're already working on his mind. His mind is turning into Jello just for opening the envelope. I think it's a commie pinko plot if you ask me. And they wanted money, huh? Uh huh. Wow, what a shock. Like I said, DNH, do no harm. Here's a religion that don't cost you a penny. It doesn't cost a single solitary dime. And then we'll, then we'll follow it up after we get everybody in this religion. We'll follow it up with like a, uh, one that's like uh, optional. DSG, do some good. DNH in the beginning and then DSG if you want. Do some good if you can. If not, okay, we won't hold it against you. You still won't burn in hell. 122060 WQM, there's an open line and date. It's interesting to watch these things flick off of there, you know, to watch these uh, phone lines that flick off, which makes you either wonder about the people at Bell South who are diddling with it, or just uh, that these people are very impatient. You made that point yesterday, which I never really thought about before, on the old station, which I don't want to mention the call letters, because we don't want to go back, we want to go forward. But on the old station, people used to call, and if they, you know, they really hung on, like, uh, for a long time. W-I-O-D. Oh, I hate that station. But here they call, and, like, the new thing is, I mean, if they do ever call, if you don't get to them, like, within five seconds, oh, they're gone, they're busy. But like I said, I don't worry about it, because starting today, I got a whole new leash on life, and if you think I'm joking, you're dreaming. I will never, ever, I must, I must be a masochist, I must be out of my mind, I gotta be a fool. That I would ever subject myself to that kind of begging and screaming and carrying on and foolishness. What, what's, what's the point? What is the point? How many years have been taken off my life because I got myself sucked into doing that here on this show? What an idiot. What an imbecile. I'm the first one to say it. I'm a schmuck. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I'm on Bell South Mobility. You've already cost me five bucks. Yeah. Anyways, I wanted to That's tell well you... That's well worth it. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it is, because I wanted to tell you about the psychic powers of your show. I, I'm a pharmaceutical rep, and I just left the company, and I was trying to reach this little witch with a B that worked at my other company, mm -hmm. and I don't have her pager with me. Yeah. And she called you five minutes ago. How do you like that? So I was just thinking of her. Huh. So if you're still listening, Lisa, page me, okay? Unbelievable. See, there you go. Thanks, Neil. It's better than Schmo Griffin. It's like the Psychic Friends Network. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use a pager anymore. I'm just gonna call everybody through your show. All right. All right, buddy. See ya. Bye. Boy, oh, I'm gagging us. Uh, slow down with that cigar, okay? It's really good. But, uh, uh, too late. Mm. Oh, I think I got a real good greenie coming up, baby. We have an open line in Dave, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. No calls about this Peter Warrell incident about Brian Murray losing it. 
I, I'm just, I'm, I just can't get over that. That comment. Darcy Tucker stuck an index finger in his mouth repeatedly and gesturing to Worrell, and Murray thought it was making fun of Worrell as a banana-eating ape. <laughs> what, what kind of a comment is that? I mean, if a guy goes like, buck, 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 that chicken, even little kids know that. It's got nothing to do with a racial slur. I think BM, I think he's hallucinating. I think his brother Terry needs to send him off to camp somewhere. Send him up to a Callowit for a few months during the season, okay, Terry? Terry's doing a stellar job. He's a good guy. He's got them uh, really playing. They were great last night. They might be better than we thought. But uh, BM, uh, Shia, we'll be seeing you. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I'm a FedEx driving circumcised first time calling Julio. Oh! <coughs> Great. <laughs> uh, they ought to pay triple for what you make, so you have to deal with these idiots that call you every day. Yeah. God. Uh, I'm two more days for the hockey season. I can't hardly wait, even though we got our young prospects that are going to lead us into the playoffs. Well, they looked pretty good last night. i got to tell you, this kid, Mark Parrish, he's got uh, led the team with six goals in the preseason. He looks outstanding. And this Kavasha kid's playing good. And that Sissy Spacek, that kid's not too bad. And, uh, I'll be there Friday night. I and there's one wait. other one. It's that Ratchuk kid. He looks pretty good, too, even though they might yeah, have to send him down. Where did they get him from? He huh? was a free agent, right? Ratchuk? They him as a free agent. Yeah, yeah. they found him out on a uh, bus in a dumpster. Where do you think the Devils are going to be at this year? I haven't, I haven't seen any of the other teams play, so I don't start making predictions until the season starts. I haven't, you know, exhibition games mean nothing. All right, I wanted to ask uh, for two things. Just stuck around for a no BM button if you have any left. No. No? And uh, <clears throat> a shameless request, uh, the president and Elmer Fudd on your next break. Please. Okay. All right, thanks. See ya. Is that in here, by the way? What is that called? Huh? You know the one I mean, the satellite comedy thing from uh, Clinton and Elmer Fudd? What is that called, George? I know it's not in there. It's not in there. Like I said, forget it. Okay, we got two open lines in day. Well, now that we got all that hard drive time in here, now we can start getting all this other stuff in here. You know what I'm talking about? That we weren't able to do because, uh, yeah. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Reverend Neal. Yes, sir. Speak to me. Can I have a number? Number three? Go ahead. All right. Neil, I want to thank you for yesterday. It was fantastic. We don't do numbers on this show. You got the wrong show. Okay. I want to thank Well, I mean for your uh, religion. Yeah. No numbers. And I want to thank you for the uh, your show, your uh, appearance last night. It was just great. Yeah. And uh, bought the uh, CDs. And disc uh, number two was great. It's different. I really liked it. They're all great. They're both great. Yeah, they're both great. Disc number one was great. It was everything I expected. Yeah, it would be and the number best two is deal. outrageous. That's right. But disc number two has some surprises on it, and I really liked it. Excellent. And people should buy both of them as a set. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say something about Al Goldstein. He's not disgusting. He's very interesting. And I appreciated the fact he was there, and he actually gave me a signed copy of his uh, um, Illustrated Star Report. Yeah. And thank well, that, you. That's why you liked him, because he gave you something. The other uh, the bitch that called before, she didn't get anything from him, so she don't like him. Well, and, and also, I think the Yankees are going to do to everybody else what the uh, Braves did to the Cubs. Okay, good luck to you, sir. Okay, we have an open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. No sports talk today, okay? Only a little hockey talk, and it's not really about hockey. It's about the racial problems that Brian Murray is hallucinating about. Buck, buck, buck. Oh, my God. Where is that thing, by the way? See, it's very, it's very hard. It's hard to hit the button when you got your, uh, you have to do it with one arm, like, uh, like that. One more. Okay. There you go. Here's a, a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. 
I uh, stopped by uh, the Hooters there on the University of Pines. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention they gave all the stuff away and they're long gone. They were mobbed, they said. There, yeah, I just want to say thank I'm more of a listener than a caller. Right. So just want to say thank and uh, Waters from Easy Street is a douchebag. All right. See ya. See ya. There you go. Yeah, they, uh, you know, Sam, I guess, expected to be people there waiting for them. They showed up once you guys got there, okay? Because they had free stuff. And they like 50 billion people showed up. The free stuff is gone. And they were gone like uh, 10 after 12. <clears throat> Boy, am I gagging on it. I think somebody has doctored my uh, stogie, is what I think. Either that or somebody put it in a rectum oh, place. Rectum. Oh, jeez. <laughs> See? I told you, first Mark Belanger and Cal Ripken Sr.'s got that problem. Oh, you kids out there, no smoking, okay? It'll kill you. All you young people, it's a filthy, disgusting habit. It discolors your teeth. It gives you bad breath. It'll grow you a tumor the size of a goddamn grapefruit, maybe even a watermelon. Oh, see, I shouldn't have said watermelon. Brian Murray would be calling in. How about if I said watermelon and went like like that at the same... Oh, jeez. I, I can't believe... I cannot... I still can't believe he said that. Let me, let me look at it one more time. He thought he was making fun of Worrell as a banana-eating ape. Because he went, I don't know, like that. Brian, you need some surier shelf, okay? You need some surier therapy. Hey, you want to put something good in your mouth, and no matter you... Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Neil. Yes, sir. Greetings. How are you? Great. Never been better, sir. Greatest day of my life. May I kneel down and kiss the ring to be an honorary member of uh, DNH? Neil, God! (laughs) No, it's funny, though. You say do no harm, but I guarantee you're going to have so many religious fanatics calling up saying, do no harm. What do you think you're doing by spewing all your hatred on the air? Spewing so, hatred about know. what? Hatred of what? Well, we, I'm well, not the well, hater. They're the ones that have hate. Well, yeah, well, that's their they And, and you know opinion. something? I talked about this two hours ago, and here it is almost 1 o'clock. I still haven't had one call from these good brainwashed believers out there. Other than the ones who want to attack me, I haven't had one call tell me why this is such a bad idea, why this doesn't make any sense. They're blowing some hot air, Neil. You keep doing what you're doing. Okay. All right, sir. See ya. Bye. Uh, don't let me eat too much of this. I'm just having a little bite. I want my mother to start hyperventilating because I'm going there for lunch today. Okay, that's enough. No, it's not, asshole. Mind your own business. Don't be a yenta. Remember Sonny Hirsch once said, don't be a yenta, and look what happened to him. We have two open lines in Broward, 5670560, pound 560. I am, see, I'm not going to beg for calls, but I'm begging and pleading for somebody to call to dispute the truth of DNH. I mean, we know that DNA is indisputable. OJ taught us that. Monica taught us that. And the same is true no matter what letter is on the end. DNH, do no harm. Why do we need these religious institutions? Why do you need to have someplace to go on these stupid holidays? Why do you got to go there and put a stupid schmata on your head? Why do you got to go there and stick a dumb wafer in your puss? Why do you got to go there and uh, confess your sins that somebody else called sins because you had a good time, maybe, to some stupid pansy in a dress that's sitting on the other side of a confessional booth getting off on it, okay? They think the, they think the priest has got a head cold over there. They hear a lot of heavy breathing and uh, puking on the other side. I got news for you, baby. He's yanking it. And if the church is really so short of cash, all they got to start doing is putting quarters that put the slots in there on the uh, confessional booth. That's right. Let them pay for it. Two open lines in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless. You think by 2 o'clock we'll have one person here call today and have a legitimate discussion about this who disagrees? Will there be one who's got the courage of their convictions? No. You bet your sweet ass there won't. 
because they know I can talk circles around them in four seconds or less because they don't make any sense. Oh, you better watch out because you're going to burn it. Oh, yeah. Hocus pocus. That's the focus. Here's Lauderhill. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to know where you're coming from, what you're doing, and what are you trying to prove? About what? That's all I'm asking. About what? I mean, what you're talking about. Like there is no God. How do you know? I beg your pardon? How do you know there is no God? I'm not the one who suggested that there was. See, the burden of proof no, is I, on I'm... a... Sir, sir, do you want an answer to your question? Yeah, okay. If you answer. believe that there's a God, if somebody tells me there's a God, then the burden of proof is on you. It's not a negative burden. I don't have to prove that there isn't one. You have to prove that there is one. Okay, what I want to say is, if you let me for one second. I'm listening. Okay, when we are brought up, whatever religion we are, whatever nationality, do it. Well, I'm, trying, I'm trying to make people think instead of being brainwashed. In other words, if you happen to be lucky enough to be born into the family that's of the right religion, then you're going to be saved. Is that what you're suggesting? No, no, no. I believe in every religion. I believe in everybody has their religion. I am not against, I'm not against anybody's religion. Yeah. But what I'm trying to get at... Well, what, what about in Northern Ireland, sir? Do you think those people ought to be encouraged to keep killing each other? Yeah, that, the Catholics and animals. the Protestants? They're animals. And, and, what, know, about in, and, animals. What, and what about in the Middle East? You, you go in the and what about in India and Pakistan? You're and go what about the, the religious oh, well, right in this country I'm that's busy bombing abortion clinics? Get I'm out of here. You make no sense. You're just a babbling old fool, okay? I'm, I want to talk to somebody who's got some substance. Not just talk littering generalities and spout and spew. This guy's too old to have a goddamn brain of his own. I believe in all religions. Great. Then you're crazier than any of the rest of these bastards, okay? One is bad enough. But all of them, you must be crazier than a bed bug. Call a goddamn exterminator, okay? We got bed bugs in the phone. Oh! Two open lines in Broward. Five says, see, that's what I mean. I sat here patiently waiting for an intelligent conversation. Oh, they're animals anyway. Yeah, they're animals. They're not animals. They're people just like everybody else, but they've been brainwashed, and they're filled with hate. And they hate each other because they can't coerce the other ones to believe the same fairy tales. And you know something? They're all Christians. That's the most bizarre part of the whole deal. The Protestants and the Catholics over there, they hate each other like poison. That's not the only place. Is it the Lutherans? Is it the Methodists? Is it... Which sect are we talking about? Who's, which one's got the Tony, baby? That's the question of the day. Which one's got the Tony? Who's got the real answer? And I'll tell you right now who's got the real answer. Nobody's got the real answer. Nobody, like Harvey Pack says on a goddamn Belmont racing show, nobody picks than you do because I got more people on my side and my people are reproducing like rabbits. DNH, do no harm. It makes absolutely all the sense in the world. Simple. Cost you no money. No empty promises of bullcrap. No devil with a pitchfork and a tail and all these, and the horns and angels with their little harps. Oh, God, you're good. Oh, God, you're good. Yeah, for eternity. I'd rather be burned on the lake of fire, okay? Than to be the rest of my life. Oh, God, you're good. Yeah, well, do, you know, just, just keep saying that. I like it. Oh, God, you're good. That's what they had to look forward to. These people are, their souls are going to be saved. I got news for you, okay? I'm looking at my souls. They're pretty goddamn worn out, okay? Must be all that walking in Europe. Got to go out and get a new goddamn pair of shoes because I can't even save the soles on my shoes, much less the, the soul. Old man who's got a soul. How do you function without a brain and a heart? Did anybody ever ask that question? Anybody ever see anybody make a comeback? No. I haven't seen it. Once they stick your ass in the ground, that's where you stay, baby. And it may not be... And what kind of a God would create that anyway? 
I mean, if we understand that nature, that all things are part of nature and every uh, species has a lifespan, then we can understand that. We may not like it. might like to be around for two, three hundred years or instead of like 70 or 80 or 90, whatever it's going to be. But if that's the plan of nature, if that's the way nature works, we can understand that. There's a logic to that. But if there was some kind of a god who, in, who created man and only gave him a very short lifespan, what kind of a sadistic no-good god is that? We were made to live forever. Only sin killed yeah, us. Yeah, only sin. Only this devil again, okay? And since God knew up front right in the beginning because of the fact that he's, he's omniscient and I, because he knows everything, he knew ahead of time when he kept tempting these people what the choice would be. And then the, the simpletons that wrote these bubble mice, oh, well, he got pissed off. Well, how could he get pissed off when he knew what was going to happen anyway? You have to be an imbecile to believe this. You have to be mentally deficient to believe this crap. And then he's going to punish you and make you burn in hell, like all those people that he killed. When Noah, when that old slumber Noah got out there and built the ark. And if, let me ask you this. If God created the whole universe and the sun and the stars and the moon and the cockamoon, how come Noah, this poor old schlepper, had to build the ark? Why didn't God just go, bada-bing? Huh? Oh, there's an ark. Look at that. Looky here. Look at that thing. And I guarantee you, God would have made a better ark than that poor old schlepper Noah. One that could have fat the dinosaurs and on And probably there. had a hell of a lot better uh, turlets on there, too, for all those damn uh, dinosaurs. That's right. Man, oh, man. Can you? Like I said before, how'd you like to have had the uh, turlet concession on that, on that ark? Woo! Talk about heavy duty. Here's a mobile in Fort Myers. Hello. Hey, uh, I just wanted to tell you, the reason you're not going to get anybody come and talk to you, you're like you're like little Dorothy on the Wizard of Oz, and you're throwing water. These witches don't want to come anywhere near you. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think so? Yeah, I, I guess so. Makes too much, you're, what you're saying makes too much sense. Yeah, you're right. That's the problem. They can't deal with it. They can't cope with it. It's too simple. Yep. They want to make oh. it complicated, and it's very easy. Yeah, you, can, you know, you actually have lots of listeners over here in Fort Myers. I know the that. The problem is that uh, you don't have any kind of toll-free lines which kills everybody. You, you get on on here. Yeah, well, it's, this, it's the Beasleys. The Beasleys, yeah. man, they're too cheap to put a toll-free line in. You kidding? Yep. Yeah. Okay, just thought I'd let you know we're listening. God bless you, sir. Okay, bye. Like I said. Oh, God. Bless you. we got a member over in Fort Myers. Oh. D&H. You know something? This is going to scare all those Farbison out there. I'm making more converts on one show today, and this is only the beginning. And you want to know why? Because it makes sense, number one. And number two, it's free. Doesn't cost you a penny to join this outfit. Do no harm. That's all. Like they say in basketball, no harm, no foul. That's the only religion that makes sense. You teach that to kids? Oh, yeah, okay, that sounds reasonable. Unlike those weird stories that they were trying to teach us before. And about hating everybody who doesn't believe the same crap that we do. We don't hate anybody. We just get along. We just survive. And if you want to associate with somebody, you do. If you don't, you associate with somebody else. That's all. Do no harm. Like I said, I should be at the United Nations right now broadcasting intercontinental. I should be all over the goddamn world on a satellite preaching the absolute goddamn... Oh, God. That's right. The word of... Uh, what's his name? And put an end to all this tax-free bullcrap, the biggest scam in the history of the human race. And I feel so sorry for people who are uh, so uh, brainwashed that they can't use one little... That they have taken the ability to think... They've had it taken away. If they've been, if that's a sin. If there's such a thing as a sin, I've said this before, that's a sin. When you steal somebody's ability to use their brain. 
the one thing that separates us from the cockroaches and all those other uh, crawling, uh, scabby creatures. The human brain. And they want to take that away from you as early as possible because once you're old enough to start thinking about, hey, this is a bunch of crap, this is like Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy, once you're old enough to start reasoning like that, they're never going to get you. You're a lost cause. So just like Hitler with his Nazi youth, they have to brainwash you from the earliest moments with bullcrap. Four minutes. I'm still waiting. Here it is. One o'clock coming up after the break. One o'clock. The one to two hour coming up after the break. Have we still had anybody other than that babbling, doddering old fool who was talking double talk? Have we had one? No. Not one. And like the guy said, just like Dorothy, just call me Dorothy Rogers, okay? Pathetic. Hey, if you're looking for... ...he knew that this Saturday, QAM's got the college game of the year right here. It's UM against Florida State, live from the Orange What's Bowl. What's he screaming about? at 3.30, right here on Sports Radio 560, QAM. And when those uh, testicles de Jehová come knocking on my door, I grab my red pajamas and my pitchfork and uh, tell me to <laughs> All right, fuck. great. All right, Neil. Thanks for the great tale. See ya. See ya, okay. <laughs> We have an open line in uh, Dade County, 5670560, and Pound 560 on a mobile one line. Oh, have you heard the good news? Yeah, the good news is you're out of here, okay? That's the good news. The good news that the door is slamming in your face, and I'm going back to watching my damn uh, soap opera or whatever. Boy, oh boy. By the way, speaking of soap operas, man, has anybody ever seen so much tourists at the same time as Guiding Light? Wow. We got Dinah, who just won't die because she didn't take quite enough uh, blood pressure pills. We got Ben, who just won't die because he's a miserable SOB. We got uh, Blake, who's all of a sudden walking like a miracle now. And Ross is in the middle of all of it. And uh, wow, you think you got problems? Turn on Guiding Light. And it really cracks me up. These guys that say, oh, well, what kind of a guy watches a soap opera? And then I was listening to Hank a couple of weeks ago. And he was doing his thing. Or no, it was Mandage filling in. Asking about guys uh, not, not watching Monday Night Football. And you'd be amazed at how many guys were calling in saying they're watching Melrose Place on Monday night. Now, is Melrose Place a soap opera? Uh -huh. Last time I checked. Uh -huh. ah. Do people watch it because there's a lot of uh, hot flesh on there? Uh -huh. oh, right, just like we watch soap operas in the daytime. Uh -huh. Hey, Billy, just keep your mouth shut, Billy. Billy is uh, looking real good on Guiding Light. If he just doesn't talk, you know, he's got that, yeah, he's got that little... Uh... Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. I've been thinking about your topic today. Yes. And it made me start to think that, you know, if you start thinking back during the Renaissance period and all during medieval times, yes. what was the best way to keep the sheep in line? You scare them. Mm -hmm. If you scare them by saying, hey, if you don't do this, you're going to this Religion very without bad a place. hell isn't worth a damn. That's what that old Madeline O'Hare said before she ran off with all the money. Religion without a hell isn't worth a damn. Nobody's going to be into it. That's, Life that's, after death and uh, heaven and hell. That's what it's that all about. So, that is so true. And you know what? I'm a Julio. I was I was baptized a Catholic. But you know what? The first thing I've always thought is just the Bible is a good book of fiction. No, it's not Don't even. Think... A, no, it's not even a good book of fiction. It's a twisted it's and so... distorted and warped and full of hate and psychosis, and it makes no sense whatsoever and contradictions. It tells a good story, and, and no, it doesn't tell. Is, it tells a horrible story. But the thing is, you have to take the you have to take the good things out of it. You have to take the morality parts out of it. You have to take uh -huh. the, you know the parts the parts that say, hey, you shouldn't kill people. It's not good. Yeah, but if your but if your children are disobedient, they shall surely be stoned to death. You can't just you can't be like you can't be selectively pious or you can't just pick and choose what makes sense and out out of a book that makes no sense in its totality. You can't do that. 
go to the New Testament of the Bible, and um, you know that gives a good message. Read, what, what uh, is that? Read John three sixteen. And uh, oh, are you going to start with that again? You've been you've been going to too many football games. Now, hey John Neil, 3, all right, follow my logic for one minute, mm-hmm. okay? See, before you go on with your logic, let me just say this one thing to you, okay? Okay. People who drive around with a little fish on the back of their car, yeah. and people who go to sporting events holding up these signs, John 3.16, these are intolerant people who should not be, they're, they're unacceptable to me, because they're flaunting their beliefs, which they're entitled to believe whatever they want. They're flaunting them in places where it doesn't belong. That's I don't right. Want, I don't want somebody out there I... sticking their religion in my nose when I'm driving my car on the uh, highway that I help pay for with my tax money, and I certainly don't want somebody when I go to pay to go to a ball game holding up well, religious signs of any kind or denomination. Well, God gave us free will, you know? Yeah, we right. Can, yeah, we can. I mean, we we can... Sir, do you realize how stupid that is? God is omniscient. That means he knows He knows everything. Right. And so he knew the outcome of all the decisions ahead of time. Right. Well, now, me, how, how can that be Neil, right and man had free will? Neil, let me ask... All right. I, I agree with you about... No, no, or, no sir. You I said agree you, with you, you about... Said you wanted religion. to have a conversation. Yes, listen I do. to Well, listen to me. I want All you right. to answer my question. If yes. God knows ahead of time what the... He knows everything ahead of time. Right. How could he give man free will when he knew ahead of time what choices man would make? How could he have been dismayed and distraught that they made the wrong choices when he already knew? Why did he tempt them? Why right. did he put... Why did he, why did he give them the chance I, to fail when he knew if given the chance they would fail? Right. I do not know the answer to that question. I couldn't pretend to know the answer to that question. Well, how can you believe something that makes so little sense? I know something you don't know. Yes. Yes. I have had, there's a difference between religion and the spiritual world. I've had a... I've and what had a, is a spiritual world? That sir? is your relationship with God uh-huh. and, and Jesus Christ. Yeah. I've had that. I, I believe well, like what is, you. What does that mean? Well, what that means is that, that we realize that, you know, that he was our creator. Does that make, I mean... It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. First of all, when you say he, what has he got, like two eyes and a mouth and a nose? Has he uh, got a big uh, tail like the devil? What, what is that he business? Well, let me, let me say this, Neil. I be- Do you believe that we were created by a, a, a power bigger than ourselves? Absolutely More- not. Absolutely not. Why do you, I mean, if you look at the... You, you, ask, you ask me a question, I give you right. the answer, right. and you just so keep you, on right. talking. All right. You do not believe in of God. Of course not. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, How could anybody believe in anything so silly? Well, I mean, uh, what is your answer? My answer to what? To uh, how we're here. My answer to how we're here. How, yes. how about if I give you three words, okay? Yes. I don't know. All right. Well, so you don't know. Right? Yes, and so I'm not okay. going to. So I'm not going to make up some ridiculous story that somebody <laughs> so, else. I mean, if you're telling me you don't know how we're here. Yes. Okay. So... And, and, and let me take it one step further. Yeah. I don't know, and I don't care. Well, All okay. I know is that I am here, and That's I'm going to okay. make the best of it. Okay. Absolutely. I don't care about trying to explore things for which I could never have the answer that happened millions and billions of years ago. You know, what... We can't even listen in our lifetime. We can't even thing. we can't even conceive what a thousand years is like. Okay. Right. A hundred years maybe because some right. people live a little over a hundred years. Right. But a thousand years is beyond our ability to understand to right. cope with. Okay. So I the understand. concept of understanding of, of dealing with millions of years or billions. Yeah. is so far beyond our scope to understand. Right. Then what's the what's the point? Well, the point is, you know, there are things that we don't know. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, that's good. That's a, that's a good start. We, we, there are things that you and I don't know. And uh, let me, what your DNA? That's a good thing. Now, where did our where did our moral standards come from? The Bible, correct? No, of course not. I, thou shalt not kill. 
all the things that you're Sir, saying... Sir, let me say it again. Let me yes. say it. Before these silly old men wrote that stuff down, right. uh-huh. civilized people, which there were some actually back then, just through common sense, right. understood those things. Right. But the same book that you're talking about, I'll repeat it again, it's only one example, right. says, disobedient children shall surely be stoned to death. That's in the Old Testament, Neil. Yeah. Okay, and people... People How, well, people again, you're, pick, you're picking and choosing. You can't have the New Testament without the Old Testament because I, Jesus was a Jew. It's all part. Hey, Jesus was a Jew. You yeah. bet. You bet he was. So? And he came. Now, follow my logic for one minute. I respect your opinion. Did, did Jesus refute any of the Old Testament? All right, let me... No, just follow sir, my logic. Sir, I want you to answer my question. Okay. Did is, Jesus anywhere in the Scriptures refute anything that it says in the Old Testament? Uh, I don't know. Was he, I don't know you if he was asked to. Matthew 517. Hey, Neil? Yes. I don't know if he was asked to. I mean, did somebody ask him? Well, 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 well if, he, if he had a purpose of giving the people the, the real word about what, the, what what salvation is all about, if it's, there was something in there that was wrong, of course he would have said uh, he would have done it. But he didn't do it. Neil, he came to be an example of how to live. And he, he talks about the same thing about religion that you're talking Sir, about. I want to tell you something. Yeah. There's a very, very high probability that there was never any such person as Jesus Christ, okay? Well, I mean... You know, that's, you know, that's an opinion. No, it's not an opinion. It's a fact. There's a very high probability okay. that he never existed. Huh? Well, I mean, that's something, you know, that, that, that obviously is your opinion. Or there is an opinion of people that that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, let me, you know. Let me th ask you this. Who let me killed, get back who to killed, one thing. Who killed President Kennedy? Who killed President Kennedy? Yeah. I don't know for sure. Now, when I, did that happen? That happened in 1963. Right. That's 35 years ago, Right. 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 Now, how can you be so positive about something that allegedly happened 2,000 years ago? Well, because I've had a, 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 a spiritual experience. I won't use religion because that's, you know, because, you know, religion is, has problems because men and women are in charge well, of it. What is a spiritual experience? Well, I, I want you I'll, to tell I'll, me what that okay, is. Okay, I'll tell you. I used to think like you did, okay? And th there's nothing wrong with that. But what? But I also I used to uh, I used to drink alcohol for thirty oh, years. Oh, okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Wow, we finally got to the bottom line. From one addiction to another. Right. Say hi to our friends over there at Paxson who were all there over in there before we got out. All those recovering alcoholics. I'm not knocking recovering alcoholics, okay, but if you would have said that at the very beginning of the call, and we could have gone through the whole 13-step program, and we could have saved a hell of a lot of time. And if that's what helps you make it through the day without a little bit of whatever, more power to you, okay? Maybe it'll help me stop eating uh, sugar and starch. Maybe I should pick up the good book. Okay, let's go back here and get the Bible. Okay? I'm holding the Bible right here. The Old Testament, the New Testament. Is it in here? I'm squeezing it. I got my hands on it and the Bible, too. And I'm still on starch and sugar. How do you like that? Isn't that sad? Didn't work. Well, I haven't worked at it hard enough yet, okay? I haven't even got to the first step, much less the second one. Oh, my God. I apologize profusely to myself. But like I said, you know, I give these people a ton of time because I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the punchline. And the punchline was he's a recovering alcoholic and therefore, uh, you know, et cetera and so on. Great. Here's a lady in uh, West Palm. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Um, my name's Patty. This is Neil, right? Yes, ma'am. Oh, good. Uh, well, hang on um, one second. Sure. Okay, let's see if that made the echo go away. It works like a charm. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Well, um, I agree with the, your new religion, and I'm, but I'm also uh, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. I do think is uh, quite important for most well, what, people. What does that mean, a personal relationship? Does he come over for dinner? No, he's alive and 
calling Planet Heaven. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Planet Heaven? Commune. Planet Heaven or Planet Hi, Hollywood? Planet Heaven. Hell's under the uh, ground, 4,000 miles down. Under the ground, he's down there with Pat Boone, the journey to the center of no, the earth? Hell, yeah, hell's in the, in the center of this earth. That's why they say that center of this earth is like a molten hot plastic. Yeah. That's where hell is. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the lake of fire is down there, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I agree about, you know, if everybody would do no harm to everybody else, that would be great. Except that there is a real devil, and there is evil in the world. There's a real devil. How come God doesn't get rid of the devil, man? Well, uh, the devil, he can't get rid of the devil because he, he abides by his own laws. If he says something, if he says something he's not going to go back on how it. About, how about when he got rid of all of mankind except uh, Noah and his family with the ark when he got pissed off because man was acting pretty goofy and didn't like it? Uh, what do you mean he can't go back on his own word? He changes his mind all the time. Well, he didn't, he didn't change his word there. He, he never said that he wouldn't destroy mankind until... Yeah. Well, what kind, of a loving, what kind of a loving God destroys mankind instead of looking down and waving his magic finger and makes man obedient and stop doing all the crapping around? What, man, what, what kind of a sick creature are you talking about that you placed your faith in that just willy-nilly keeps destroying all this life that he well, created. He, God the Father. Sounds three, like the mad professor to me. There's God the Father, and then there's the Son, okay, Jesus. Okay, thank you. She's not responding like you'd expect because she can't. We have an open line at Broward. Five, seven, and it's, it's sad. These are living and breathing people, and they're just repeating by rote. The same crap that's been pounded into their heads since they were little children. Oh, and God, that's Father and the Son. And Hail Mary, Holy Mother of God. Bada beep, bada boop. Yeah, right. Say 6,000 Hail Marys and we can stop all this bull. Say 200,000 Hail Marys. It'll keep you off the street. You're rubbing the rosary beads and Father O'Toole's in there and he's rubbing something else. I'll guarantee you that right now. Because he wants to alter your life. Well, what, what answer do you have? I don't have any answers. I don't want any answers. I don't really give a crap. doesn't interest me in the least bit. be like winding up in uh, the middle of downtown Manhattan without a car, without any clothing, without, but you got, uh, you know, in your, in your wallet, you got uh, $5 million in cold cash somehow. You just wake up one day, and there you are in a plush penthouse suite at some hotel in Manhattan. Now, are you going to say to yourself, how did I get here? Where did I come from? No, you're going to go out there and have a good time. Or you're going to hop on a plane and go wherever the hell you want to go. That's it. 127 at 5. I tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is beyond religion. That's Ben and Jerry's. I'm squeezing it tightly. Do I still want Ben and Jerry's? Uh -huh. Do I still have those sugar cravings? Uh -huh. You bet your sweet ass I do. Hey, yeah. Hate the black folks, and the black folks hate the white folks. To hate all but the right folks is an old established rule. But during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, Lena Horn and Sheriff Clark are dancing cheek to cheek. It's fun to eulogize the people you despise as long as you don't let them in your school. The poor folks hate the rich folks, and the rich folks hate the poor folks. All of my folks hate all of your folks. It's American as apple pie. But during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, New York.
Yorkers love the Puerto Ricans cause it's very chic. Step up and shake the hand of someone you can't stand. You can tolerate him if you try. Protestants hate the Catholics, and the Catholics hate the Protestants, and the Hindus hate the Muslims, and everybody hates the Jews. But during National Brotherhood Week, National Brotherhood Week, it's national, everyone smile at one anotherhood week. Be nice to people who are inferior to you. It's only for a week, so have no fear. Right. Be grateful that it doesn't last all year. That's the American fucking way. You said it, sweetheart. 133 at 560 WQAM. Here's a mobile in Homestead. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, I've been following your advice and thinking for myself. And it's provoked two questions for you. Yes, sir. Uh, the first is... Uh, you know, you uh, are encouraging all of the older people in Dade County to get out because it would improve the county uh, significantly. I'm what? You are encouraging all of the old people to when get the, out when of the Dade hell did County. I, when did I say that? Oh, frequently. No, I one don't. of the problems with Dade County is that there are so many old no, people. No, that's Broward County. You got it backwards here. That's Broward. Well, Broward or Dade. No, Broward. I mean, in essence, it's the same. Yes. No, it's I, not the same. Not at all. Well, I've seen a couple of pictures of you, and you don't appear to be a teenager to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, curious I'm, I'm a teenager compared are. to you. I'm a teenager. What, what does that have to do with anything? Well, I mean, if you fall into the category of one of those old people, are you going to take your own advice and get out of town? Well, I'll, I'll be out of this town long before I ever become a senior citizen. I'll guarantee you that. I think you've been saying that for a while, haven't you, Neil? Sir, I've been saying it for 22 and a half years, and I'll say it again. Broward County is an outdoor funeral parlor. That's right. All right, second question. The demographics here are skewed. They're upside down. This is not a real community. You can't go to any other city in the world, a real city, a real metropolitan area, and see such a disproportionate number of old people. Not nowhere. Question two. Yes, sir. And I'm, and I'm not trying to bait you. But no, you I'm obviously not. Not after the first part of the conversation. Obviously not. Uh, you and your Since sidekick. I made you such, uh, such a great thinker, yes. Are, you know, are obviously anti-religious. Very, very much so, yes. Very okay. Am I'm I entitled curious. to be on, am I entitled to be on the air expressing that viewpoint? Of course you are. Okay, and of I will. Of course you are. And I do. But my question is Yes. Why then do you wear a yarmulke? Because it's a, a joke, sir, symbol? and if you're too stupid to understand it, because it's a joke. And if you don't get the uh, if you don't get the symbolism of it, then I can't help you. I thought you said that I had taught you to think for yourself. Gornish Telfin in your case, okay? That's exactly why I wear it, to point out how silly it looks and how ridiculous it is. Got it. And you understand it. No. No, he doesn't get it. Well, he's got the Dade and Broward backwards, so, you know, what can I say? In addition to which, I'm not wearing a skull cap anymore. I'm wearing a nice baseball cap now. Maybe it's a uh, postcard with a pregnant pope on there. Maybe it's this one. That would be good. The one that says, would he be more careful it was him that, was, uh, that got pregnant? It says, the rhythm method. It's not infallible, but then who is? How do you like that? There's the pregnant pope. What a pregnant idea. Either that or he just had one whale of a meal. Maybe too much fish food for the Pope. Maybe too many kielbasas, huh? Maybe too many pierogies there. Lots of Polish food will make you balloon up like a like a maniac, like a walrus. Don't you love those pedantic old guys like this one? The pedantic ones who talk down to you like they're so articulate and so intelligent. And then they turn out to be total bozos. 
It's a joke, sir. The yarmulke is a joke. It's a, it's a satire. Do you understand what that means? No. Okay, thank you. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, Good sir. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. I just kept me on hold so damn long. <laughs> hey, how you doing today? Okay. Um, listen, I would Did like you have like to... some pressing engagement or something? You weren't I'd going like... anywhere. I'd like to uh, to join uh, your organization. Yes. Organization. I'd organization. Also like to... I'd also like to sign up my two children and my my wife. Oh. Be four of us. Yeah. Um, and okay, um, we're up to six thousand now. <laughs> thanks, Neil. You're you, you know you're the best. Listen, um, I was flipping around the uh, station last night, uh, the TV, and uh, there was some guy, uh, John Stossel, you know, the reporter. He was on ABC. He was talking about uh, John these, Asshole. Yeah, they were talking about these people who are channelers. They channel other people from other oh, yeah. uh, worlds and all that. Uh -huh. And how this one guy and this one from Brazil had hoaxed so many people into believing that uh, he was channeling some guy who was like two, three hundred years old. The and the man guy, who runs our cult. Yeah. The guy uh, would be in one room and he would be uh, telling him the answers and the media would be mm. asking him these answers and stuff, uh, these questions. And it was so hilarious. And when it came out that it was all a hoax, this was like maybe ten years ago, maybe yeah. fifteen years ago, that these people still believed it. They oh, go, sure. no, it can't be. It's just it like the people be. that are still sending money to Jimmy Swagger. That's right. It, it, it was unbelievable how these people. No, it's just, very believable. Oh, they, all right. Well, yeah, you're right. How these people just so, like the they, would, they would do anything they could in the world. Yeah. <laughs> to believe this guy, and then they came out. Well, and let me let me tell you one thing, was, sir. Just keep this in mind. It's good for uh -huh. making money sometime in the future. There's a lot of dummies out there. Just keep that one in mind. One of the problems was Neil was the media because nobody nobody would take and. Uh, investigate this guy mm -hmm. and one of the things that they said that he did was that his his uh heart would stop when this guy channeled through him and the guy showed the trick of what they would do they would put a rubber ball on his ribs and he would push it while this nurse was taking his pulse mm -hmm. and it stopped it it was such a joke it was yeah. so hilarious well anybody I mean, who believes that crap has definitely got rubber hey, balls Neil? have a yes sir in closing Neil? yes i love you okay 22 till 2 at 5 6 is let's have a ring They did. 60. How about some Kool-Aid? Huh? Come on, oh. let's go. How about some uh, pudding? Oh. We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward. 5670560. Oh, Pound 560 on a mobile one line. We want bumper stickers. We want buttons. We want paraphernalia. What? What? Hello? Hello? It was him. 
Oh, but there you go. Here's here's this great, courageous old fart that's bugging George all day, calling 10 million times. The raggedy old voice that's going to get me off the air and I should die from ages. But he don't have the balls to go on the air. Isn't that something? You cowardly piece of turd. Isn't that beautiful? You turd. Nice. What does that tell you? You know what it sounds like to me when you come right, when you cut away all the bull crap? You know what it sounds like? He's an ojon provocateur. Exactly. A crap disturber. Balls, do you, pal? Don't want to go on here and have all your good friends out there, both of them, hear your voice and have you uh, show what an asshole you are to the universe? Show your big, fat, ugly, pimply... Rectum. ...to the world? Deerfield Beach, hello. Way you believe you're going... Okay, let's go to... That wasn't him, was it? Oh, that was just an asshole. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Sounded like Woody. Okay. Good. I, I agree with you a thousand percent on what you're talking about today. Yes. I, I, I got something I think you'll find funny. I was just pulling onto the highway, and I saw one of these big billboards. Yeah. You see those signs from God? And I haven't seen any of them yet. I had a lot of calls about them, and I read that thing in the paper. <laughs> I haven't seen any yet, thank you. Well, one thank of them says on, God. It says on Commercial Boulevard, if you keep using my name in vain, I'll make your rush hour longer. Yeah, I saw that. Isn't that and great? That, well, that's typical. That's the kind of God they invented. He's a sadist. He likes uh, making life miserable for you, God damn well, who pays for that? Does God himself pay for that? God has paid for it. That's right. He said... Blow me $50. And he put up a bunch of billboards. <laughs> I thought I'd let you know that, Neil. Okay, thanks for the good news. Take care. And bless you, my child. Neil, God! Bless you. We have an open line at Broward. To indeed. They all come out, all the good religionists, if you believe that way, you're going to burn in hell. All those good people. And, of course, that makes my point for me. I love it. No, seriously, they, they make your point for you. You're going to burn in hell, you evil. Right. There you go. Just like uh, Tom Lear was singing before, the Protestants and the Catholics and the Jews and the Arabs and this one and that one, all killing each other for thousands of years now, and we still can't learn our lesson to just be people and DNH do no harm and just leave everybody the hell alone. And stop teaching and breeding hatred and intolerance and stupidity. Because that's what it's all about. Oh, but the good book says... Yeah. Children who are disobedient shall surely be stoned to death. Oi! Can you imagine that today? Can you imagine all the uh, TV shows we could have on there? We could make Whammy the stoning station. Then they might get an audience. All those bratty little kids that are doing all those evil things. Just like every 15 minutes, we'll stone another one to death right there on channel or whatever it is. Yeah, that's it. Oh, God. No, that's... Uh, we don't waste any time with stones because the kids are all stoned. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Enjoy the show. It's been a good discussion today. Uh, I might be this. I don't believe that uh, man born with a sense of, of conscience or you're calling it common sense so he's not uh, my question with the dna he's not born uh, with common sense no i mean common sense or conscience is learned it's, it's taught and that would be the role of religion um is to define so let me let me ask you is. let me ask you this question do you ever have a dog in your life no i have not but you but you you've been around dogs i'm sure right 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 now when you're around uh, other people's dogs for example do those dogs bite off your hand not necessarily, no. No, I don't mean not necessarily, but do they do it? No. No, they don't do that. Do they attack you? Do they rip your uh, neck off? Do they open up uh, big gouges and bloody wounds in your body? Well, some might try if they're if they're brought up. No, to no, no. no the, the, we're talking about dogs that are inbred for that. We're not talking about pit bulls. I'm talking about your average, ordinary no, pedestrian they don't. dog. No, they don't. And why is that? 
because hopefully because their upbringing uh, from no, no, their no, see, owner. There, there is no, you can't sit down and say to a dog, because I have two dogs, I've raised them since they were little puppies, okay? You can't say to a dog, um, don't chew this guy's hand off. The dog instinctively knows certain things at birth, instinctively knows right from wrong. Animals breed, right? Does right. somebody teach animals the facts of life, the birds and the bees? Of course no. not, because they know it instinctively. But my point is, there are certain things that are instinctive, right. and they're the but, basic knowing right from wrong. You don't have to read it in a book. Okay, you know, well, let me give you, you know that if I have a car, you don't take the keys and drive away with it. That's but, common sense. It is, and you're born with that. Nobody has to teach you that. To you, it is because because of your upbringing. But let's let's do an example that's a little more uh, not so clear. You like to gamble, right? You go to the track. And you like to, as you call it, plunge your brains out. No, I don't plunge my brain. I like to gamble a little bit, yeah. You have the means to do that. Yes. So let's say a, a man with a family goes to the track and spends his last $100 that was supposed to go for groceries. Now, has he harmed his family? What does that have to do with what we're talking about? Because what I'm saying is you're, somebody you're has to... You're talking about a guy that's got, that's got a compulsive gambling habit, just no, like this other guy had a compulsive has... drinking habit. What has that got to do with, uh, with common sense? Neil, somebody has to define what harm is, and that that is the role that religion takes. Religion defines no, harm. No, no, sir, that is not the role religion takes. That's the role that law... Sir, the let me say it to you again very clearly. Read my lips. That's the role that the law takes, not religion. That's the role of the law to define what's right from wrong, not religion. Just like the Christian scientist, like this one over in Tampa a few days ago that let their little kid, uh, two-year-old kid die after he got the bee stings. Just like that disgusting thing. That's not the role of religion, and it's been overruled by the law in this country time and time again, and hopefully always will be. Because just because people are crazy with their religious uh, bubble mice and superstition doesn't give them a right to do harm to their children. You're right, but religion will, t people who believe in the religious foundation of law will tell you that law came out of religion, not the other way around. And so you always have to have some defining um, set of rules. Law and, came and out of what religion, it, sir? Law came out of what religion? Well, what the Ten Commandments are the basis for all laws. What a Christian is. Are they really? You. All laws in the world came from the Ten Commandments. How about? Sir, let me ask you this: How did the uh, Asians uh, learn about the Ten Commandments? Where, were, where was the Old Testament in, the, uh, in Asia? Well, I don't. I'm not. Neil, I haven't been to church in three years, so I'm just telling you, yeah. though, no matter what was, was, type of philosophy was murder, you follow... Was murder ever legal in Asia in Chinese or Japanese society? Was it ever legal because they didn't know the Ten Commandments? So somebody defined in their society... Somebody that defined that it, but wrong. how could they possibly define it unless it was just common sense? I don't know the answer to that, but what I'm telling you is people are going to well, come how, to you how can we have a con Sir, how can we have a conversation? I'm trying desperately, especially with people who disagree with me. I'm trying desperately because I'm seeking... I'm not disagreeing. I'm just telling you that you will but have to... But you, you won't respond. You won't you answer my questions. You have to define harm, and you can't define what harm is to everybody and say, and everybody agrees. So that's where... Well, well people, let, me, let me ask you this. What, what, where's, the, where's, the gray, where's the gray area about doing harm to another person? Where's the gray area? Because what's harmful to you, you because of your no, upbringing you're, you're and your you're, background. Just, sir, sir, just a minute. You're talking about people with compulsive gambling problems. That's no, gotta... it's not. But but to the gambler, does he see that that's harmful? No, maybe not. Of so course he does. When, when he goes him. home and he can't pay his bills and his family is starving to death, of but course he does. And, that, and that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Do no harm. If he's to harming his family. If he's harming his family. What is it? To you, that's common sense. To the gambler who's compulsive, it's not. No, he, no, he knows, that. sir. You're wrong. He knows it. When he goes no, back and he, he keeps getting it, deeper and deeper, sir, you don't want you're not, you don't want to have a conversation because you make no sense. Do no harm, and when you're harming yourself or other people, I mean, if you want to harm yourself, that's your own business, I guess. 
But when it affects other people, that's harm. It's not some big gray area that uh, we have to have a goddamn committee on and have a big discussion about. It's, very, it's common sense. It's not complicated. 152. But again, they got that 12-step program, so he'll be all right. Eight minutes of problem because you obviously listen for... Oh, this, this guy's not worth, worth wasting time with. I thought it was somebody like, uh, you know, interesting. This guy's not worth wasting Just some old, disgusting, decrepit piece of crap on the beach. All I can say is... You turd. Give me a break. You didn't even let him on long enough to call you a faggot. I, I don't care about that, but this guy's worth uh, waiting a little online. This guy's 110. He's got four feet in the grave, this guy. Jesus Christ, there's uh, babies being put in dumpsters, and this old fart's taking up space. Deerfield, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, 15 years ago in Montreal, there was a guy who had a radio program, a sports program called Ted Steven. Yes. All of a sudden, every uh, time there was a Canadian hockey game on, in between periods, some guy would call up and start giving an analysis of the game. You know who that guy was? Ron Roosh. Well, let me tell you something. Three months later, after six years on the air, Ted Steven gets fired, and who takes his job? Ron Roosh. Yeah. The guy stole his job from him. What, what does that have to do with I have no idea who because that I is. I hear all of a sudden Ron Roosh calling your program. Who's Ron Roosh? Which caller is Ron Roosh? Ron Roosh is the guy who gives the uh, hockey games. Who gives the hockey games what? Who, who analyzes the hockey games. He's the announcer, isn't he? No, he's not. We don't have anybody here named Ron Roosh. Not Ron Roosh. Who are the other guy? Yeah, okay, whatever you say. Go back to Montreal, okay, you crazy old frog. Get back to your shirt and hook this guy up with the other one. With the old lunatic on the beach, man. A match made in heaven. Woo! Here's a mo mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Do me a favor. Neil, forget all those guys. Those guys are a bunch of uh, putzes and smokers, especially that guy from Miami Beach. Neil, could you do me a favor? Could you give me a little Larry King? You... Here's our friend, the ex-nun. Hello. Hi, Dale. Yes, ma'am. How are you? Okay, I got one minute. Uh, then very quickly, let me tell you why I'm an ex-nun. Because if I had to teach one more child a Hail Mary, I was going to scream. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I got out of the convent, because I couldn't, I really couldn't in conscience try and take young minds and put them into that particular uh, frame of mind. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Okay. Okay. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> There's our friend, the ex-nun. She got out of it because she knew it was a bad habit. That's right. And she got tired of shaving her head bald, too, by the way. So anyway, that's going to do. Do we have one caller on here today that made any sense? In, uh, no. Of course not. DNH. We want bumper stickers. We want uh, pins. We want signs. We want billboards. Do no harm, man. No. Very common sense. Do no harm. That's it. That's our new deal. Doesn't cost you a dime to join. Don't have to rush to temple, the church. You don't have to pay any dues, any fees. Can send I talk any money to, to any uh, faith healers. What is it? Hello? Hey, Neil. Yes, Hank. Oh, I got a story for you. You'll okay. love uh, I got a call yesterday from a reporter in Las Vegas. So you'll never guess who's out there buying up businesses. What Wait. family do you think that's moving into Las Vegas? <laughs> the Gotti family. <laughs> no. Go south. Not Wayne Hypinga. Oh, yeah. Wayne is buying up stuff in Vegas? Auto dealerships and waste management companies. Oy. Oh, my God. Well, we'll have to look for a new place to go, I guess. <laughs> Used to be a fun joint. Why not? I'm going to use them as a contact. Get comp. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he'll give you a comp. Remember the end of, uh, what was the hell was that movie where uh, James Conn was in the uh, 
James Woods was in the uh, what, uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Oh, yeah. He was in the garbage truck at yeah. the end. Yeah, I'll, I'll wind up with some hacked-up hooker and some roadside Wind up with old, old zithead, that's right. <laughs> Unbelievable. So you'd like that one. So when's the uh, deal going to be finalized? When's he uh, making the deal? I don't know. They uh, they called me and asked me to check on it from this end, you know, that uh, that they had heard out there that they he'd been seen out there and and uh, was seen in the company of Steve Wynn. Yeah. And uh, that he was looking to acquire. No, 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 which, I mean, by the way, I'm... if he's acquiring auto dealerships out there, that's yeah. nothing different from what he's been doing in but, other But cities. maybe the good news is that means he's getting out of here. Wouldn't that be great? No, nah, he, he doesn't do Oh, oh you mean yeah. he moved, moved the family out west? Right. So who oh gets... my God! You finally gave us a ray of hope. He's going to move, pick up the whole damn thing, move out there. He's going to because we know he wants to unload the Panthers. He's already got the Marlin deal basically done. He gets rid of the Panthers, and then uh, the uh, Dolphins will be after that. No, he keeps the Dolphins. But maybe, from, maybe uh, from he could distance. leave the Pantangelis behind. You know, just to look after Frankie Pantangeli. There you go. He's small potatoes, just like Wayne. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the good news, Hank. All right. Okay, and thanks by the way for promoting the hell out of our pizza loft last night. We did a great job. We had okay. a beautiful turnout. Yeah, I'm glad. Okay. To hear it. Hank's coming up next, and then we got, uh, what do we got? The Boogster at 6, and we got the big ball game tonight. Should be one whale of a pitching series. San Diego, Atlanta, 745. You on a hot summer day, me and the missus always stop at Dickens. Dickens Fruit Stand. They've got everything from fruit to vegetables, homemade pies, but there is nothing like their cider. Ain't that right, honey? Uh-huh. Dickens Cider. Yes, sir. Why, even though we were late for church last Sunday, she had to have a little Dickens Cider. She says there ain't nothing like it. Even my minister says his wife enjoys a little dick inside her now and then. Hey, why don't you bring some home in our protective plastic rib bottle? That way it'll stay fresh. Or you can let it sit a while and have some hard dick inside her. It's good at lunch, good at dinner, and there's nothing like waking up with a dick inside her. Dickens Fruit Stand. Just off Route 9W and Country Road 69. Open 24 hours. Because after a chilly summer night, I like to snuggle up in bed with a hot dick inside. Mm. This morning with our... The ball popped out of there. Listen. I hate to use this, but it's uh, one of my Weaverisms, like a wet watermelon seed. Oh, I liked him in high speed. We had Rick Weaver on speed during the uh, little warm-up session here before. And he was a hell of a lot better, too, by the way. And the running backs... There you turning go. the cracks in the big hole. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, if you were as old as this cart machine, you'd be having a little bit of a technical problem, too, okay? It's one of those things. Nothing we can do about it. I've got a story about the Amandel bread murders that's going to be coming up in a minute or two. Oh, yeah, you've heard similar stories on this show in the past, but this one that takes the cake, if I can use that expression. By the way, I want to go back in my word, which wouldn't be the first time, because I always reserve that option in case things change. Yesterday, I said I would never mention Manny, uh, whatever, Lesham. He's an asshole. Over at Whammy and that whole business again. I just want to say this for the uh, ten people that might watch that show. The reason you're seeing old rehashed reruns is because that's what they're putting on. Because Manny Lesham has decided that uh, we're not going to put on the stuff. Because we've got these uh, Amsterdam postcards that I've got on my cap that I'm wearing on my head right now. That's already been on the air, by the way, many, many times with the uh, joints, and the one that's stuck up here on the mic stand. So being a hard-ass and also... He's an asshole. He, and, of course, having no conversation with me whatsoever. We tried. We put in a call to him two days ago. Rob Kaplan stood right here. We dialed up the number. We got the station. We got Whammy on the phone. And uh, did he ever call us back? No. Did he call me at home? No. Did he call me this morning? No. Has there been any discussion with me, uh, with any of the upper echelon people over there about this? No. Do they care about the Neil Roger Neal at night on Whammy? No. Obviously not. 
because they're just uh, willing, because of him being a hard ass, about what I don't know. What is the big issue here? Has he told us? No. No. Has he told me anything? No. no. But they're willing because they, they just don't care. They just don't give a crap. Which is the Florida way. How do you like that? Oh. We don't give a crap. We don't care if we put a recent show on, an old show, a show from hundred years ago, because we're going to blow that thing out anyway. So I just thought I'd mention that to you, so if you're wondering how come you're scratching your head and you're wondering how come you're not seeing on the Whammy Show the stuff that we're talking about here in the radio, that's the reason why. Morning. Get my Newsweek magazine in the mail yesterday. This is always comforting. When you buy your magazine in the mail and it says The Crash of 99. The Crash of 99. Oh, my God. In black on the front cover of this week's Newsweek, Economy at Risk. And Japan took a big overnight. And the European markets are taking a big right now. And the Dow's down 111. The Nasdaq is down 63. All you uh, Drek and tech stocks, boy, you got real problems. And what are they doing today? The House is going to be voting on whether we should uh, proceed with impeachment hearings. There you go. Oh. That's what we're worried about is blowjobs at the White House. The world economy is going to hell in a handbasket. And what is the United States government worried about? The Congress is worried about blowjobs in the White House, and people don't want to talk about it and don't think it's a good idea for it to leak out. Everybody's like, squirt, squirt, get it out. Get a gigantic colostomy bag for the Congress because they've got a real serious leak squirt, squirt. problem. Maybe you ought to send June Allison up there. She could be doing a business handover a wrist. Oh, and also, Ray Recchi, before I get into my Mandelbread story, which is going to take a couple of minutes... Ray Recchi, uh, I didn't even know he listened to this show, because Ray Recchi to me is, uh, you know, not a bad guy, he's just boring. He writes this real terminal column in the Sun Sentinel, usually about his kid went off to school, very parochial, very Yahoo, something you might read in the Canandaigua Messenger newspaper. I always see what, but I always see what, but I always see what uh, the columnists are writing about, just in case there might be something of interest there, or something that they're ripping off from me, which in this case, he is. Right out of this show, almost verbatim, word for word. Nice going, Ray. Oh! Bad names hurt, but fists don't, he says. Let me get this straight. If you're a player in the National Hockey League, it's all right to put your opponent's shirt up over his head, rendering him defenseless, then pummel him with your fists. In fact, it's almost expected if players didn't regularly fight, punch, kick, scratch, and gouge one another, attendance at NHL games undoubtedly would take a severe plunge. But if a player insults an opponent's race or national origin, everybody becomes outraged. What's that about, he says. Have we become so politically correct that we're now mentally deficient? Has common sense really become that uncommon? Uh -huh. I'm afraid so, Ray. And I'm not going to read the rest of the... Uh, but, but he's got an excellent point, which is the one I made yesterday. And the day before. And that is you got hockey players who are out there doing life-threatening and in some cases damaging uh, injury to each other who have a continuing diminishing respect for each other's uh, physical safety. And uh, nobody does anything about that. They talk a good game. They're going to do something, but they don't do anything about that. And then this Peter Royal incident, which they continue making a big stink about it. He's uh, Darcy Tucker from Tampa spent 20 minutes on the phone with him the other day saying, I never said any of those things. And Worrell said, I know you didn't. I didn't hear anything. And Peter Worrell doesn't have a problem with this. But they want to make another big song and a dance because it's politically correct. He's, he called him a... Uh, and he called him a... Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the fact that he might have speared him in the head or poked an eye out or something like that. Well, don't worry about that. That's part of the game. That's okay, right? Yeah. That's right. Makes you more macho. Let me do the break. But correction, okay? You do believe that instantly. Because I'm so out of whack. I'm whacked out. I'm out of balance. So thanks a lot, Mon. The Mondo bread was great. Oh, oh yeah. Don't ever do that again. Can you believe that? Yeah, you can believe it.
And, of course, there would be a lot of denials, but you do understand that subconsciously there are people trying to make sure that you stay fat. This has been going on my whole life. There are people who want to make sure you stay fat and sick. And it goes on, and it goes on. Just like yesterday, Jeff Cohen comes in here with 5,000 pounds of food. Didn't I say I'm not eating anything because I'm going to my mother's for lunch today? What was that food doing in here yesterday? And I told didn't him not we to bring pack, anything for you. Didn't we pack that place on Tuesday night and make him a lot of money? And haven't we? And didn't he sit there uh, at the table with Al Goldstein incoherently talking about the fact that during the uh, summertime I was the only one, uh, and the only time his business was slow was the seven months I was off the year? Didn't he go on a, uh -huh. a great length about that? That I've made this man tons of money. Been talking about this for years on the year, and people, oh gee, here he goes on this again. But you know something? It's it, it's a matter of trying to stay alive, and it's not easy. It's almost impossible to stay alive because they got all these people out there trying to kill me, with kindness, with sugar, with bundle bread. You have to be you have to be certifiable to give a bottle of booze to an alcoholic, and this is no different, no different. There are people on death row for crimes less than giving a big container of pure sugar, of whatever it is, cookies, cakes, mandel bread, pies, pastries, to a diabetic, a compulsive sugar eater, who's now sitting here watching that number. Oh, they're out of control. There it goes. Yeah, oh, jeez. Oh! 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 I'm hanging on by a thread. Jesus. Five six seven oh five six. Out of these natives today or not? Do you think so? No. Probably not. That's okay. You feel like you're spending too much money on. Sam's got the college game of the year right here. It's U.M. against Florida State live from the Orange Bowl. Game starts at three thirty right here on Sports Radio five sixty Q.A.M. Yes, sir. You know, you're you're obviously a very intelligent man. But the problem that I think that's going on is partially that you're not exercising to burn off some of that sugar. You uh -huh. can eat some of that food, but why do you want to kill yourself like this? The exercise, I understand what you're saying. Exercise has got nothing to do with your blood sugar. Not, not, not that fast. Once you get all that sugar in your system, man, it, your blood sugar starts soaring when you're diabetic. All right, but it you can burn some of this stuff up. out of your system. I mean, yeah, but you, you're not you listening to what I just said. You can't, you can't touch that. You cannot put it in your mouth. I understand that part, but what, what, what is the obsession of wanting to kill yourself, though? Is this, I don't. But you do. I mean, you, you're eating that fish food and everything else. Yeah, everything. that's right. Good point. So the fact of the matter is, I mean, it looks like you want to commit do you, do you suicide. Think it, do, you think it's, do you think it's a uh, psychological thing that I really have a death wish? Do you think that could be it? Personally, I mean, I like you a lot. You yeah. know that. But, I mean, over the years, I, I think know that. that's what you've been doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. You really, you know, maybe it's time you start seeking help in a, in a way. Yeah. I mean, what do you suggest you're doing to yourself every day? You go killing on killing myself, eat. killing yeah, myself, I mean, absolutely. Your kidneys have to be killing you. So does your liver. What's your liver function reading? Liver, my blood, all my tests are great. Really? Yeah. Your cholesterol level? What's that reading? Two oh six. Really? Uh huh. And and that's from the Atkins that you you know. What my cholesterol? Yeah. No, from... it's from the Pravacol I'm taking to keep it down. Well. I mean, look what you're doing to yourself. You're taking so many pills. You're right. doing all this crazy Pills for stuff. my blood pressure, pills for my blood sugar, pills for my cholesterol, right? I mean, don't you think it's time pills that you start changing? Yeah. Don't you think it's time you start changing your regime? I mean, it, it, it's... My it's, regime? Yeah. The way you're going right now, this is but not... No, the, but let, no, I understand what you're saying, and I do a lot of my own picking out on my, on my own, but I guarantee you I'd probably weigh at least 20 pounds less 
And I'm not trying to blame anybody else, but I'd probably weigh 20 pounds less if it weren't for the unwanted stuff that I'm allergic to that I just pick out on that people stick in front of my puss. But you I, have more. I bet I have no willpower. Fat people don't have willpower. Yeah, know, None. But most, we don't. I was once fat too, but most of us have to. You know, your body fat alone is is, is higher than the average person because of the fact that you don't move around a lot. My body fat is. Uh, you can't even count that high. They don't have numbers that astronomical. So so why not try something different for a change? Such as. How about trying to walk around the block a couple times? I mean, start somewhere. Walk around the block? Yeah, try something for your cardiovascular. You need help. Okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to. Uh, All right, look. I mean, make I'm fun going out of around the that. block right uh, now. Right. I can do it. No, I'm serious. I just got through saying I'm going to do it right now. Look, Neil, you're a very nice guy, and nobody would like to see you go. Just sure, they would. They would love no, to see me croak right true. here on the ear. We get a ninety share with that. Neil, come in fact, on. Matty Lesher would probably Lesher would probably put that on the damn Miami again. He would the cap. This town wouldn't know what to do without you, and you yeah. know that. I mean, it's sad to say this, but I think really you need to start seeing somebody regarding this problem. I need serious it, help. You're right. It's getting worse, man. Okay. You're right. Bye-bye, Neil. Thank you so much. Okay, I need serious help. I'm raising my hand. Is there anybody out there willing to help a man who's, star who's killing himself with sugar no. and starch no. and food? No. Karen Carpenter killed herself with no food. I'm killing myself with all the wrong food, with too much crap. In fact, when they stick me uh, in the ground and put on the tombstone, they can just put he ate too much crap. That's it. Right there on the tombstone. He was killed with... I wanted it. No, not that. He was killed. Crap. That's right. We have an open line at Broward, two and Dade, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I mean, the guy was very nice, very concerned, and it sounds very simplistic, doesn't it? Do you know how many fat? The number of fat people in this country is increasing by the minute. The low fat uh, <laughs> scam, total scam. Fatter and fatter and fatter. And there are, the fact is that, like I said yesterday, which I know it's a boring topic, but it's the truth. Sugar and uh, starch are killers for millions of people. You can't touch them. You can't eat them. Did I go there with the Do I ever eat dessert at my mother's house? No. Do I ever ask for cakes? And nobody cooks better this stuff than my mother in the world. But do I ever want it? No. Do I ever touch it? Do I no. ever answer it? Of course not. And now because my good friend Cheryl was there, and I'm not blaming her. Don't go blaming her, but of course, because she was there, that was an excuse. Let's whip out the old sugar and start cooking up like a storm, making a bunch of crap. Making up a bunch of crap. Was there any doubt in anyone's mind that I would eat most of that on the way home? No. There was no, when she gave it to me, there was no doubt in my mind. Way back in the recesses of what used to be my brain. Here's a call from uh, Homestead. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Something wrong with the phone when I called in. It okay, was call me back. Call us back. Yeah, our phone, you know something? We're getting dicked in Dade County on this phone system. I'm telling you that right now. We got a crappy phone system to begin with, and somebody with Bell South, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to bring in Shylock Holmes and uh, everybody. Ross Pirro, Colombo. We're going to have a major investigation what's going on with our phone lines here. Somebody's dicking with our uh, phone system here. We sat here yesterday and watched those three Dade lines simultaneously. Remember that? All at the same time. Is there any chance that that's possible? No. Of course not. Just click, they all just uh, vanished at the same time. People getting cut off because somebody's dicking with our datelines. Or maybe the whole goddamn phone system, but especially the dateline. You're not fooling us, okay? Probably my good friend Larry Mixon over there, Bell South, knows something about this. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. All the datelines are open as usual, but I don't want to blame the audience for that. See, this is the game that they like to get you into. But guess what? We're having a depression, man. I'm going to come in every single day and take that big, fat paycheck because cash is where it's at. Let's see if it's any better. You back? Hey, Neil. That's better. Yeah. Something funny happened, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Somebody's dicking with our date lines. Okay. Tell them to keep their dick inside her. Uh, listen, 
Uh, I'm one that's been on Amtrak. Bull crap, yeah. Yeah. It's bull uh, crap. Sorry. Uh, the point is, I've been on this program for over three years. I still crave sugar. Mm. But I tried to make my... I had a friend that died about 30 years young. He, he died? 30 years. Yeah, he died from uh, drinking booze. And it made me aware of my health. And my blood sugar was 300 when we checked it. Jesus. My blood pressure was up to uh, 200 plus. The high, you know. And I got on the Atkins program. My blood sugar slowly got down. Now it's normal for the last two years. What is it? For I me. Had, I can't I had, say it works for everybody because nothing works for everybody. No. It works for me and I can't do it. I had the same thing. Listen, believe me. What I had to do was discipline myself. A handful of nuts with me. Pistachios. And I shell them and just eat them. Uh, I found out that if I just stay away from all the sweets... People who don't have these cravings and these problems and these addictions, they can't relate to it. They say, ah, oh, this is just silly. These people are weak. It's an addiction. It's no different from alcoholism or uh, drugs or any other damn addiction. You're on the ball. Now, listen, the other thing is I've stayed on it. I found out that my cravings have decreased. I still have. Yeah. Uh, periodically, I have to go on a whipped cream done. I hate it when you talk about, oh, gee, I had this ice cream. you got to get that out of your mind. You honestly got to. Yeah. I know that. Don't I think I've got to go back and see my Bert, my friend Bert Tan and get hypnotized again. Don't taste it. Don't taste it. He's doing great. I saved his life. Oh. Let's go, Neil. I saved his life. I saved the announced landing lady's life, which we don't hear from her anymore, by the way. Saved her life. She told us that. Oh. She was great. At least she did the last couple times I saw her. But I can't save my own life. I'm like the scientist who comes up with this great cure that cures the rest.